0: Hello, Everyone, welcome to Line of Succession. I am Lee. I'm here. I'm joined by Spencer. Spencer, say hey to the people. Hey, everybody. Spencer, we're here. It's time. It's season three of Succession. <laughs> we are on our new podcast feed, Line of Succession. the Mangum Talks podcast. If you never listened to any of our Mangum Talks podcasts before, you can go to any of your favorite podcast players, feeds, uh, whatever, and type in Mangum Talks, and all of our pods will appear. So, Mangum Talks podcast, this is called Line of Succession, Spencer. What a title. I mean, shout out to us for the title, Line of Succession. Kudos I can't believe that you. one wasn't taken yet. And we are going to go week by week through season three of Succession. And we have season one. Or are episode one, Spencer. We have episode one. We have new Succession for the first time in two years. We have seen episode one. We have seen season three. The start of season three, how do you feel?
1: Well, first, I just want to ask you. We go back and forth when it comes to this podcast of who, who picks the next show. I picked Ted Lasso. You happily enjoyed it once we got into it. I gotta ask, succession was your baby. You pushed this one from the very start. How excited are you for season three to be back after two years?
0: Dude, I'm excited on, on a couple of levels. One, I'm excited to talk to you about it, because I've really enjoyed talking about this show with you. It's a lot, a lot of fun. But I'm also excited that like I was on this show from the pilot. I watched the oh, pilot yeah. the week the week it premiered, and it has become, I think, the biggest show on television as far as just cultural zeitgeist. Like, what is leading like e entertainment, right? What is leading um entertainment weekly or all those like websites that do a lot of this like tv review stuff it seems like succession is like one of the biggest shows
1: it's an interesting divide it does not have like the fan base at all yet of like a game of thrones but what it does have it is the utter darling of anybody who writes about media anybody who talks about media who writes recaps does reviews talks about the award season succession is the show they all love and always put front page Regardless of the fact that it does not have that much of a list of a watcher base yet, maybe it will after this season. But uh, first episode, I believe the numbers were only about half a million people actually watched it. So it's still compared to the numbers HBO gets and some of its other shows, relatively low still.
0: Well, if I remember correctly, the <clears throat> the the subsequent watches on this show are pretty high. True. So i'm not quite sure that the initial read is is a really fair read on it but your point is a good one which is that it probably is bigger in the cultural zeitgeist than it is raw numbers wise game of thrones was like that before it wasn't right it was like that before it got big well it remains to be seen on succession part of the problem is they had a two-year gap i mean it's a little, you know that's that's tough too that's going to hit your listener base COVID. does not affect us in our fandom no, we are here passion for succession down. we are super excited about it i can tell you i won't bury the lead I love the first episode. I really did like it. I felt like we're back with the Roys. but more than more than just being back in the world and feeling nostalgic about being with the Roys, it is they have really set battle lines up. They I know exactly I think I know exactly where this episode or this season is going. Mm-hmm. They did not hide that. <clears throat> it's kindle ding 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 versus logan get in here let's get her ready to rumble folks because that is what they're doing and i feel like they laid the groundwork for that in this first episode extremely well what did you think
1: It's so perfectly said, this is the kind of episode that, like, you know, second, third season of a show, the first couple episodes are very much setting up the pieces, setting up the board, getting everybody ready, and reminding everyone where everybody is, what everybody's plan is, what the nature and rules of the game are for people who've forgotten, particularly with a two-year gap. It's very common for the start of a season, once you get multiple seasons in. This episode does that, and that can often be very dull and very much just arranging things, but the quality of the writing on this show means... An hour episode of television, which we haven't watched an hour of television together in a while in terms of that kind of content, just felt breezy. It was just rushing along at almost a manic pace, manic being a key word here. And it was always entertaining. It was always well-written. There were some wonderful lines, whatever else. So it seems like, in my mind, it is setting up what is only going to be higher highs as this show goes on, if this is the what would be, in many other shows, the boring set-the-piece episode.
0: I feel like... um we have like let's let's print the t-shirts up right because i feel like people are going to pick sides in this season you're going to see you're going to see like people watching it almost like you watch um like when you would watch friday night lights and you were rooting for dylan high to win the game right like people Mm -hmm. are going to have rooting interest in the season which might be a little bit of a different dynamic than the first two seasons which was a lot of like car crash watching It was a lot of like oh shit, i can't believe these people are this crazy and this just happened as opposed to now i think it's going to be more like i have to tune in because i I really want to see who wins and i do think we'll get a payoff by the way on who wins but people will be watching in a little bit different dynamic than they were the first two seasons.
1: It, 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 it's really interesting also to see how some of our expectations we had at the end of season two, at least at present, aren't coming true. For Kendall, we kind of thought was on this profound arc over two seasons of, you know, having his time in the wilderness after his very, you know, chapaquitic moments at the end of season one. But this episode really frames that, no, this is a show without heroes. Maybe they'll become more heroes later on. But we see the straight-up return of season one Kendall, and he is almost, he is delightfully intolerable. But it also reminds us that in a battle between Logan and Kendall, we should not assume that there are any heroes or good guys when it comes to this. These are vile people all around. It's just more ultimately what we think they're campaigning for if it's not just purely self-interest.
0: Well, that's what I talked about. How it was car crash watching, right in the first oh, yeah. two seasons, because you you there wasn't really a rooting interest, and the, you know the people who make this show have been very transparent about the fact that they are not they're no good people. They're 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 not trying to make to give you a Roy who's a good person, right. and not even really some of the periphery characters are good people either. They don't care about that, and I, it's it's kind of fascinating because most shows will give you at least that one hero that one person you can root for right. we literally don't have it throughout the entire cast and that has not mattered well, people it, still it, like it even though they don't have someone that they can maybe personally identify with or view as that typical hero
1: No, kind of the point of the show is that these aren't normal humans these aren't people that you just meet on the street these are meant to be, these view themselves as being above and separate from the common person they have very human issues and we can associate with that they're very entertaining to watch but in terms of people that the average watcher can just immediately step into the role of closest we have is Greg and he's just a very weird human being. So it's hard to even do that with him.
0: Have you ever seen that actor on like late night shows? The guy who plays Greg? I have seen one on
1: various late He's the shows. same guy. They, I, just think they
0: just, I, th- I think he just improvs everything. He, he's, I, he's the same guy in every one of those interviews.
1: Unless you provide me evidence otherwise, the name of that actor is Greg and I'm not going to be convinced. You're going to need a lot of evidence to convince me otherwise of that fact.
0: Yeah. And I remember that, you know, in, in season two, I think we had this idea that and I love when we all get it so wrong because this is just oh, ass backwards. Yeah, this course. is absolutely wrong. But we had this idea that like season one was about Kendall. Season two would be about Shiv and season three would be about yeah, uh, Roman. Right. Like they would just <laughs> cycle. That is not at all what they did. We, it we was were, half a it, season about Shiv. It was back to Kendall and now we're back to Kendall again. We, it's basically
1: about Kendall. We, we waxed poetic on the idea oh they're going to do these multi these single character arcs for this season isn't that creative isn't that really fun to see nah that's not the show they're telling and it's better off that they're doing it their own way absolutely not I think that's a pretty good lead in for
0: what we're going to do with the episode so if it's your first time here joining us on Line of Succession we have segments here's our segments we start with a recap I will lead the recap uh, Spencer will chime in as we go but I am the recap leader for the our Succession pods and then we will go to our, our segments after the re- recap and we go to line of succession haha name of the podcast name of the segment we pick Grape. best line basically we just pick a line that we liked the most it's not always the most artful or insightful sometimes it's just the one we like we just say hey look that was a funny roman line and that is line of succession so we are we are pure uh emperors in that in that respect we can pick whatever we want to and it doesn't really have to Uh, follow any sort of of real rules as far as what we select for line of succession. And then we go to Roy of the episode. We award one Roy, the winner of the episode. And then we move on to my favorite segment, the thing I look forward to every week, Spencer's relationship (laughs) advice of the episode. Because the relationships in succession... I guess we can say respectfully are unhealthy. I think that's the nicest thing we can say about the relationships in the show. And Spencer likes to use the car crash, the terrible, the what not to do, the big lessons in the sky that we get from Succession to teach us all a moment about how we can improve our own relationships. Spencer, I'm looking
1: forward to that every week. I think it's a wonderful way of putting the relationships in the show. I feel it's telling that one of the relationships that actually seems vaguely healthy and one of the few in this show is, you know, Jerry Roman. And if that's what we're aiming for when it comes to healthy relationships on this particular show, we know the bar has been set low.
0: Droman? Droman?
1: Sure. Good enough. Yes. Rary?
0: Droman? Rary? I don't know what it is. Whatever it is, I'm a fan of it. I'm here for Roman and Jerry. Okay. With that, Spencer, I think we can go into the recap. Anything you want to discuss before I jump into it?
1: Get into it, sir. Wait, are you feeling okay? I know it's been a long time since you did a recap. Are you know? Do you remember how it works? Do you remember how to do this? I'm stretching. I'm
0: kicking the dust off my shoes. Good, good,
1: good. Ooh, ooh. Hydrate. I, I, I've been Hydrate. in the gym.
0: I've been in the gym training. I've hydrated. I think I'm ready to jump back into it. Let's do it. Recap Season 3, Episode 1, SIS Session. And we start with Logan in a helicopter. So here's something uh, I noticed right away. The money that they had for the yacht ended mm-hmm. at season two they did not <laughs> still have money for you, the you yacht. you don't know this
1: yet three. it's only an episode in we don't know they blew all their capital on that yacht not sure they
0: very they very clearly were like we're we're starting with them off the yacht so Logan's yes. in a helicopter presumably having just left that obnoxiously large yacht we also see Kendall in a bathroom trying to steady his hands I feel like this is a really important scene because after Kendall does this we know his, as Roman so eloquently puts it, he, he has a tendency to self-destruct. It's interesting to... Th- I, I thought this scene was really important because there was that, like, fork in the road moment for Kendall of, like, yep. oh, shit. Is he going to buckle down and do this? Or is he just going to, like, run away, go steal a lighter from a bodega and just do, like, coke <laughs> until four in the morning, what? right?
1: It's an interesting... I love these setup scenes because they seem like they're very purposefully in parallel to some of the first moments we saw of these characters back in the season one of Logan on the helicopter and his and his stroke and everything else that set up the plot at the start of season one and Kendall in bathrooms getting high when people aren't paying attention. He doesn't literally appear to get high in this bathroom but he acts like it and certainly gets into a manic stage for anything we see after him. So it really feels like so our, our characters have returned to a very much season one kind of relationship, a very much season one kind of mindset, and it does set up what was so common in season one of their own personal battle that these two egos are sharing on this show.
0: See, I actually thought this was evidence that he was sober right now, right? Because he was he was doing what a sort of normal thing, which was he had a tough moment. He went and he was studying his nerves before he went out, and he dealt with it as professionally as our boy Kendall can do. So... I certainly didn't get any, like, you, you kind of hedged that and said we didn't see him do any drugs. I thought they were they were trying to clearly show us he was not doing
1: drugs. I, I agree. It's just that how he acts when he leaves that bathroom is leaving behind the kind of level of calm, almost depressed maturity that we saw when he was under his dad's heel in season two and returning to the constantly spouting what is the newest cool kid on the internet phrase that he did back in season one.
0: Yeah. Uh, Then we see Greg trying to get Kendall to respond Kendall's laying in the bathtub now Carolina's in the room with Greg I love the Carolina-Greg combo It looks like we're not going to get too much more of that But I I did enjoy it while it lasted Um, Then we cut to see uh, This is basically a montage back and forth With Kendall and Logan We get that a lot this episode Where we see what is Kendall doing What is Logan doing back and forth Logan gets off the helicopter He's met by Hugo Hugo is asking where they're going to go Um, I think they arrived at some sort of airport here, and Jerry approaches Hugo and asks where the jets are. So I guess Hugo's job here is to just corral jets at a moment's notice.
1: With very little information, because he's arranged for the jets to, he's asking, I've got jets, where are they going? That's kind of an essential detail in getting jets. And they just name off like five European cities that may be the ultimate destination for where they're heading.
0: Yeah, well, not European. So Jerry says we're going to either New York, Geneva, London, Singapore, or L.A.
1: It's a collection of I don't think there's the much
0: rhyme or reason in those cities. There are some cities later. we can later that there are rhyme and reason for. Shib and Tom uh, ask Jerry what Logan is saying. Uh, she says not much, but he's talking about his mom a lot. And when he says this, you, if you notice, Roman goes, whoa, okay. Uh, not good. Uh, Roman asks what the play is. Carl says that they are uh, interesting ideas floating around. And then Frank attempts to codify what the current state of the support staff in the Roy operation are. Here it is. Let's review. I "I got fired. He got fired. She got promoted.
1: I got rehired. She got demoted. Is that right? Yeah. Sounds right. And it almost seems like he's both summarizing where they've gone over the last two seasons. But as far as we know, that happened on the helicopter on the way over.
0: Yeah, maybe. But I also felt like maybe that was a little wink wink to the audience that they've been away a long time. Yeah. Uh, Logan tells them all, come on in. Uh, and they're all getting shuttled to the airport building. Roman asked Logan if he should go with him. Logan, here's a great line, potential line of the episode. Do you want to suck my dick? <laughs> Roman is what he said to his son as the sexual assault allegations poured in.
1: I love your Roman And accent. I loved
0: that moment because I thought, here we go. The writers are back.
1: Yeah. I, that great was writing, my, great line. This is a, this is already a funny episode. There's a lot of great lines. That was my laugh out loud moment just because I was still getting into the groove of returning to succession. And then that moment happened. Is was like, and I'm back. Yes. I'm yes, with it.
0: I'm back. Absolutely. Uh, cut back to the room with Kendall and Greg is asking Kendall to just say something. Just say something because otherwise, Greg, here and I quote, because otherwise I'll have to break down the door and I don't really want. I don't know if I'm going to be able to. Spencer, mm-hmm. um, do you think he can knock down that door?
1: No. No. No, I think he has no means available. You could give that man a sledgehammer and that door is still staying intact. You give him a screwdriver and ask him to take it off the hinges and not, that door is not coming down, much less by physical force.
0: No, if you give him a sledgehammer, Carolina's going to be knocking the door down because he's going to say, <laughs> hey, can you help me with this? What? Uh, I- but he doesn't need to. Why? Because the door is unlocked. And is that Kendall Roy's music?
1: Oh, God, it is.
0: <laughs> Kendall Roy in the building coming down into I- the squared I- I-
1: circle. I- I- kendall we have not seen i mean we have not seen in three years but even on the show they've not seen in at least a year time we thought this kendall was dead kendall
0: is back ladies and gentlemen kendall walks in ready to go he says note this action stations let's get Mm -hmm. into this we'll hear that again then we get the intro uh i'm going to do it for this podcast as well as doing it for the, the lasso podcast we're gonna we're gonna see how long the cold opening is oh, this week it's it's 2:46, uh so two minutes and 46 seconds before we get the intro and i'd like to point out this is a mark Malloyd episode and mark Malloyd is the executive producer so it seems like he's really gotten in the inner circle here of the succession we like mark Malloyd why
1: Game of Thrones. GOT alum. GOT
0: it, alum, it, that's right. It's
1: not it's nice to see that at least a couple of them are still working.
0: Yeah, there's two, there's two that aren't, but I think pretty much yeah. everyone else is.
1: Uh, uh cut to Kindle. Uh, wait, you got something? Did you did you note and I love that they're doing this again. They changed the little uh under, during the the intro. They ever down they will show ATM oh, little yes. news clips. They, yes. cha- they change they changed the little tagline that goes underneath the screen. What do they call it? The scroll underneath underneath the news episode? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the ones I wrote down were "equality activist caught with child porn bonanza," and I nailed her by the photocopier. Now I'm facing chemical castration.
0: Oh wow! So they went—they went for absurd. They went—they went even farther. I, I thought they might do something related to
1: the meltdown
0: of Waystar Royco, but it looks like they just went with absurd headlines.
1: So I'm going to keep track each of these episodes, whether they change them. Because back in season one, they changed them episode by episode and occasionally in season two. So I'm looking forward to keep on doing just what would be 18 little uh, news bylines uh, throughout the series.
0: Nothing piques the interest of the Mangum Talks podcast crew like a intro music that continually shifts and changes based on the episode. Oh God, Nothing we excites no, us more.
1: We, we never <laughs> forgave Game of Thrones when they stopped updating that thing, when they stopped doing those little little previews to what the episode was going to be like. We live for those kind of little intro changes. Ah,
0: It's the best. Uh, all right, so we're post-credits, and we cut to Kendall walking out with Carolina and Greg. She asked him where he's going. Kendall says they're walking to Waystar to, quote, plant a flag, get a PR firm, get some independent directors shaking, and maybe quote, ride in to
1: see the fucking Feds. Question, by the way. Carolina the way. This is a question I was having at these moments. We're seeing Carolina with Greg and uh, Greg and Kendall. Carolina is the PR director of Waystar Royce Co. She works directly for is Logan. She? Yeah, is she? Yeah. She is, yeah. She's big time. I thought she
0: was just some sort of special assistant, remember? Because Logan was like, I pay you a million dollars a year to just do what I say or something like that.
1: Well, that's Logan. Of course, he's going to say that about anybody. But they actually confirm in this episode, they refer to her as the PR director in a news article that somebody pulls up later. So she is that title. So her role in the initial part of this episode is almost weird. It almost seems like it's a hostage-taking situation of where she was assigned to make sure Kendall didn't fuck up and then Kendall did. And now she has no idea what she's doing, and no one else is really clear about her role either. Luckily, this this uh, effort of getting in the car will clarify that a little bit.
0: Yeah, it's a fair point. She is sort of like handcuffed to this situation right now. Yeah. Uh, I do, I I am going to start pointing out some of the absurd quotes from Kendall. We'll get a lot more later. We'll right a now, few. we get right in to see the fucking feds. Yeah. Um, the man is hyped. Let's keep him away from the local bodegas, <laughs> is what I'm saying. Uh, it's it's going to be a problem for everybody. And no more no more Park Coke for my guy. No more Park Coke. He's mm. uh, you got that, Greg? This this Kindle doesn't do Park Coke.
1: What other Coke can Greg find? The man's not getting high quality. Park Coke was a miracle. We even got that much.
0: There's significant press outside to follow Kendall. I'd like to point that out. So when he's doing this sort of self-important, like I need to get on to my social and all this, I I think there is some measure of truth and reality to what he's trying to, to deal with or triage because when he goes outside there's like 20 25 press that are
1: following him
0: so it's it's not a small deal right
1: i mean it's one of those things where kindle very early on in this episode i think even before he gets in the car very just quickly hammers out okay we're gonna go to the we're, go, we're gonna go to waystar we're gonna wave the flag nope. around we're nope. gonna we're gonna get me an attorney uh, we're going to yep. uh, work, work on my public image and talk to media relations. He does all the steps that are markers of a good strategy. He just does so as like a really caffeinated child as he's going about it.
0: Yeah, and doesn't seem to realize that maybe... What he's just done will restrict his access to some of the Waystar Royco resources. <laughs> yeah. This seems to shock him, but it kind of makes sense that it shocks him, right? Because his entire life, he's been handed Waystar Royco resources as if they like are something he owns, right? Because right. they've been family. It's a yeah. family deal.
1: Well, it would and other people point out, you know, you may not be allowed <laughs> in the building. You may have just breached your fiduciary duties. You may have be in violation of your confidentiality agreement. He looks like he's just never had those thoughts which we, you and I had debated. What, was this a guy who'd been working as a Machiavellian schemer all of season two until his final reveal moment at the end? Or did he just kind of put that together at the last moment, damn be the consequences? I think this episode is really hammering home. This man had no plan other than screw over his dad at the end of the last season. And from here, he's just kind of winging it using his what business experience he has.
0: It seemed very surface level in that he was going, he was trying to help his dad. And then when when Logan basically said... I think it started in the hearings when Logan like got an, a question about a very sensitive subject, and he said, "Well, my son was over that at the time." Mm-hmm. Kendall very clearly took notice of that, and then he was going to basically send him out to go to jail for a few years. That's in yeah. essence what he was doing when he sent Kendall off um, off the boat. And uh, you know, Kendall just snapped. Uh, but now he's trying to put everything together so that he's got. He's got Greg. He's got Carolina. They're going to a, a Waystar vehicle. No comment. No comment. No comment. No comment, no com- folks. You, no comment. You
1: don't, you don't need to say no comment, Greg. Just don't comment. No comment here. No co- He's so stupid.
0: I love Greg. He's my guy. <laughs> Greg is my favorite character for sure. He's yelling mm-hmm. no comment. Carolina trying to tell him he doesn't need to yell no comment. It's pretty a pretty nonsensical thing to do. They get inside Carolina. Carolina points out that this is a company vehicle, presumably Kendall's won't work for the company anymore because, as you pointed out, he violated his duty of confidentiality, violated his fiduciary responsibilities as director. Spencer, does both of those things check out? You're you're a big lawyer guy.
1: Well, there's usually an exception in place when it comes to criminal acts because ultimately that is in the interest and favor of the company, but that's not going to stop the company from asserting those things. And if anything, she as the PR director is already saying what the company's byline is going to be when they're attacking Kindle that he's in plain breach of his duties he's harmed the company he's harmed the shareholders because long term they know what Kendall's aiming for here this is his effort at a power grab takeover
0: Yeah, correct um Kendall eventually cuts her off and says he needs a sealed jar what I you know he's using very strange weird <laughs> Kendall words. phrases but instead but he's basically saying yeah. is, I need my team to be 100% on my side here mm-hmm. um he asks if she's in for this fucking revolution Carolina wavers Ask Greg if he knew. Great quote here from Greg. Greg is nothing if not honest. I had no prior warning and I was surprised by his comments, but now I am obviously concerned and interested to hear more. Did you get the sense that when Greg is talking to Carolina, he kind of still thinks he's like at that Senate hearing? It's he's, exactly he's like the, he's talking to Gil.
1: It's exactly like the Senate hearing language where he's being as formal as possible because he assumes there's an official record that could come back to blow up in his face.
0: So it is, so it shall be, so it should be done. Whatever that dumb shit he said. Yeah. Um, Kendall then kicks her out of the car. I want to pause here and point something out. This is the first time that I ever thought Kendall might win. Because when he kicks her out, that is decisive. It Mm -hmm. shows that he understands the stakes, right? He understands that he cannot, he has to have people who are absolutely with him because this is gonna be a long, difficult, arduous process and anybody who's in his inner circle is gonna have every single opportunity to flip to Logan if they want to. So he might as well get her out now. And him coming to that conclusion that quickly and kicking her out, I felt like was the first of many pretty good signs here for Kendall that this is different than the, uh, the takeover attempt he did before, which was basically like a Hail Mary, let me see if I can just push through a quick vote. This is a little bit more um, formal, uh, formidable. I think it's mm-hmm. a very formidable thing, and they're trying to display it that way. And I thought that this was one of the very first moments where we saw, holy shit, that's Kendall Roy's music. Kendall is in the building.
1: Well, it, it's really interesting to see the decisions he makes. This episode is because they see, they appear at least on the surface to be almost universally correct. I mean, we'll go through them as yeah. we go through in terms of the recap, but in terms of what big moves he makes. They're all the ones that Logan and gang are talking about. Kendall just gets there first and gets in an excellent position as a result. The ultimate question, though, is whether, having now assembled an incredible collection of people and having done each of the right moves, whether Kendall is capable of listening or otherwise just making this all about him. That we don't know. But in terms of the actual big strides and moves, I'm impressed. Kendall does well, given he's apparently thinking on his feet.
0: Uh, Yeah, I'm going to talk a little bit more about how I feel about, you know, Kendall and his and the whole situation. Right. As it goes, I I don't want to, like, you know, jump into it before we've really covered the recap. But I do want to point out that I did have the thought here. Whoa. Whoa! That was a that was a Logan move. That was a yeah, boss move by kicking her out is. of that car. And he should have done it. By the way, I think it was a smart move. Carolina, uh, Carolina asks Greg if he's coming, and Greg says, "I'm going to catch a ride with these guys." As if he's just fucking, you know, he just needs to go to his Airbnb around the block, and you know, he doesn't want to waste cab fare interesting to me that greg is riding with kendall and also interesting to me that these two guys are now in lockstep and i think it 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 goes back to season two where when greg was really struggling in the city kendall said hey take my apartment hey you will that at the time hey let's let's me and you have a party together i think now greg is greg is as team kendall as anyone is team anything right now right because there are some people who appear to be Team Kendall and appear to be Team Logan, but the percent that they're actually committed kind of wavers. Mm-hmm. Greg might be the only one who's a hundred percent with someone in my mind.
1: We'll, we'll see if it holds, but I agree that he actually appears to have loyalty to Kendall that he hasn't really had previously. And from Kendall's perspective, Greg is essential because the, he's the man that's holding the smoking gun. And if Greg's smart, he's keeping that on his person and not sharing it with anybody else. In Got the, form the papers. Of documents in the envelope
0: got the papers cut to logan in some sort of lobby at an airport and he's watching news reports on his phone that are covering kendall's press conference and comments i don't get the sense he's watching his news network uh it seems to be a different yeah. news network there because it's not necessarily glowing for logan shim and roman are also looking at the news and ship uh Shib sees a story about kendall kicking carolina out the car I, i'd like to point that out she she noted it and she showed it to roman Mm -hmm. Um, I think she's also seeing that that was kind of a boss move. Roman asks Shiv uh, what she's thinking. She says, oh, I'm thinking that we just need to back dad right now. And I can't believe anyone would think anything. What am I actually thinking? Uh, I'm thinking, is he toast? Roman, oh fuck, you really are. I'm thinking that maybe I should be thinking that too. <laughs> Basically, uh, are we really, are we really thinking this? Tom comes over and asks if Logan's okay. Then he says he thinks they should react. Roman, potential line of the episode. By George, I think he's on to something.
1: hmm Well said, Tom. Uh, Brilliant
0: move. Yeah, the shitting on Tom's uh, commences in haste from Roman. Mm-hmm. Jerry comes over and says they have plans. Hugo asks if he can deny that Logan ever hurt anyone or touched anyone personally. <laughs> I'd like to point out how how in the dark everyone is about what actually occurred. That Hugo doesn't know. We need to
1: vet this. He can.
0: He doesn't even know that he can say, oh yeah, well he didn't personally rape anyone.
1: It, yeah, that's how just utterly behind the eight ball these people are. That, that needs to be run up the flagpole to be confirmed. That, okay, we're safe and secure saying this. This isn't later going to blow up in our faces right.
0: Right. Wow. But like, think about it. Like, what if Greg got that question about Kendall? He'd be very quickly. Yeah, no, nope, he didn't. So it, it makes me think that like maybe the people supporting Logan don't have a ton of faith in Logan's previous actions.
1: Well, I think it's a mix between that and also because everyone's just on pins and needles when it comes to how Logan's responding to this. I think everybody's kind of afraid to make a decision, even ones that should be obvious, just because they're afraid of Logan just in, this in some way going wrong or being wrong and then being blamed. Luckily, Jerry's there to actually make some executive decisions that nobody else is apparently willing to do.
0: Jerry says, you can reassure on that, Hugo. Yeah. Logan, then ask the kids if they knew. Kids, kids, did you know? Did you know? Uh, Roman, well, obviously not, Dad. Kendall is mentally ill, Dad. He's insane. Logan wonders where his phone is. I think they, intersp- I love how they do this with this actor. They intersperse in between the bellowing and the commanding presence, these little doddering moments where he just looks like an old man. Old man
1: vulnerability. Yeah, I love how they thread those in. Like you brought up earlier when he talks about, he keeps asking about his mom and Roman's reaction of, oh God, his dad finally got off the deep end. And now the losing his phone thing is so vulnerable for this guy that would murder you with his voice, eyes, and, you know, hired assassins. It's
0: such an old guy move too. I mean, how many times yeah. have your parents been like, oh, "Where's my, where's my cell phone?" I they can't, you know. And then, of course, and then you have um, uh, what's his name, uh, Connor. Like, well, I'll call it. Yeah. Uh, they just look like every other family right now dealing with their old dad. Uh, cut but to Kendall. This is and he's the telling will and ever Jess, get like that, <laughs> telling Greg and Jess Jordan. Uh, this is the character Jess Jordan who's in the car that he mm-hmm. wants Lisa as his personal attorney. That name will come up again and again. Um, but he wants Remy to do a little additional research for him. Kendall then tells Greg he may get busy and therefore need him to, quote, take his cultural temperature.
1: Spencer, <laughs> yeah. would you have
0: known what take his cultural temperature means?
1: No, I've never been told to slide the political thermometer up the nation's ass to take a reading. That has never been an instruction I've ever received before in my life. Would not know. I'm with Greg at asking further questions.
0: What about I'll get seasick, just feed me the metadata, anything that's going to move the market on me reputationally, yeah?
1: Still no. Still have no clue what will Buzzwords. words. I have not gone to business school. I'm sure there's a unit on both words in it.
0: Uh, I think this might just be a Kindle, Kindle special here. Um, but in essence, what, Greg's reaction is hilarious, by the way, because he's like, yes, yes, I'll yes, do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, what, what is that? Yeah, um, uh, Yeah. so in essence, what Kendall's asking him to do is, hey, man, can you just like check social and see Watch like, Twitter. if people are with me? Are they with me or are they with Logan? Uh, shockingly enough, they're pretty much with Kendall.
1: Uh, even Kendall says
0: everyone's telling him Lisa Arthur. He needs to get Lisa Arthur. She's the big name here. Kendall's getting a phone call, and it's Logan. Holy fuck. Oh, Logan is calling him directly.
1: What, uh, uh, he question. does not want to answer. Gives if it to you. Yes. If, Go ahead. If you were Kendall, would you have taken that call personally? No i think i might have i i I don't see the point in just giving it to jess over in the the car if he's calling personally that seems to be the moment uh i think the
0: i think the concern is that kendall still like there's still a potential that kendall will get punked by his dad
1: yeah he always has that is the logical reason that kendall doesn't do it because we have they have history
0: yeah um, she then acts between She uh, just then acts as a go-between For this very weird conversation Logan starts by saying Hey look, this could get ugly You made a decent move Just say you made a mistake Say you weren't feeling well uh, By the way, when you're talking to an addict or alcoholic And you say tell everybody you weren't feeling well We all know what the hell he's, he's saying there He's saying mm-hmm. tell everybody that you were, you were on drugs And maybe they can put this behind us And Kendall Not gonna happen Probably shouldn't be talking to you right now, but uh, probably a good moment for you to step down. Cut to Logan. I'm going to grind his fucking bones to make my bread. There he is. He's coming out from the phone booth. <laughs> Logan, ready to fight. Jess relays the message. Kendall uh, now knows he's supposed to talk in metaphor, but doesn't quite know what to say. So says, he, tell him I'm going to run him off the fucking beanstalk.
1: Yeah, run up him off. It, it's the He tries to he, do a Jack and the Beanstalk reference. I think... If we're going to say who said it better, I think Logan wins that one.
0: Oh, yeah. It wasn't good. Uh, Kendall just felt the need to... to, uh, uh, Metaphor now. Uh, Let me try to come up with something uh, Up the beanstalk.
1: I I love his dad just starts laughing.
0: I love the uh, explanation from Jess. He's kind of laughing, but not like nice laughing.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you almost Uh, hear it it the other line. It It is maniacal evil laughter. And then you cut
0: and you do see you do see uh Logan kind of smiling and Kendall says, Look, you should cooperate. I don't want to see you go to prison. Logan, that's bullshit! That's fucking sanctimonious bullshit. It was a fucking play. It was a fucking play, it was a move. So don't act like a cut to me because it won't fucking wash. So that was him really losing his temper, and I mm-hmm. think it was at the At the mention of jail time, I think that. I think what we're going to see is that any implication that he personally could be criminally responsible is going to make him lose his shit in this season.
1: I mean, he ends this episode in Sarajevo. That's how serious he's taking even the vague mention of the idea of prison time. This man is not going to jail without, you know, he's not going to jail alive.
0: Yeah, not 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 so good. Uh, Kendall tells her to put Logan's reaction in an email to herself in case it comes up again. Not a, not a dumb idea. No, no, hey, good like, idea. Let's get a written record of what that was because that could come into play
1: later. They could use that. They could weaponize that if they want to. That kind of explosive outburst.
0: Of course, Logan stands up and is that Logan Roy's music? Logan no, Roy's back, ladies and gentlemen. He says, "What does he say, Spencer? Action stations."
1: Oh yeah parallels Uh, parallels we got the
0: parallels. he's getting his war room together he's 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 come out of the bathroom like Kendall and he's ready to go (laughs) logan calls everyone over jerry suggests she called doj say they are horrified by the allegations but they're going to form a special committee they're going to get a law firm to come in and investigate and report the findings here's like jerry is such a pro like she's just off the dome like well here is boom 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 here's (laughs) the decks of shit you do in this situation
1: well, sadly, as we find out later from, Fra- from uh, Frank and Carl, they've done this a lot. This may be the worst, but this is not the first rodeo where they've had to go through this shit.
0: No, but this is probably the worst. Uh, J- Logan asks if they cooperate. Jerry says, uh, yes, Roman, unless we don't. It seems like in all these conversations where they're talking about, like, okay, what do we do? The government's after us, whatever. Roman is always the guy saying, what if we just tell him to fuck off? Mm-hmm. Which and it's is, it's not always a helpful comment. Like here, like Jerry Jerry clearly likes Roman, but she's exasperated by this. She's like, <laughs> what? real world, okay? It's a public company.
1: It's, it's not going to play here. It's one of those things, though, where I think Logan likes it. I think Logan actually respects Roman every time he hears Roman Roman offer this kind of punchy narrative for what they can do in response to this kind of shit. He he seems to really want to like encourage Roman to keep offering that. Cause I think that's one of the reasons he actually thinks Roman might have potential is that he's got that kind of aggressive fighter mindset that Logan seems to really like. Even as you note, it could go disastrous in a moment like this.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think this is Logan's weak, like weak spot. Like it's his blind spot. This idea that he can just say fuck off. Yeah. Like this is not a fuck off situation, and I think he's going to be trying to jam that like circle through that square hole all season. He can't just say fuck off to the DOJ, and and we learn this in the conversation that uh, our girl has because she eventually you know calls uh, a DOJ a DOJ contact and talks to him. Or actually, mm-hmm. I think it might be a White House contact talking about DOJ, but either way, it was a governmental what? contact. But that so, comes up so, later. It's
1: so one of those things. That work, Logan can call the president on speed dial. He's used to being able to say fuck off because he has that kind of level of privilege. This one may seem outside of the normal realm though for him
0: yeah roman then sketches out his proposed response which includes the story that logan groom kendall for the top but he's a junkie and he blew it quote uh-huh. he's a better fuck up who needs psychiatric help and of course you're the big baddie so everybody jumped on board shiv asks about the papers and roman blows him off ah who cares they're, uh, they're, blah, 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 blah. another very very weak spot for roman is his inattention to detail like he just thinks he can Follow, yeah, yada yada away these smoking gun papers and what? that is a stupid idea obviously
1: his attack on kendall though fair that's probably a legitimate strategy that they could pursue in terms of sure, trying to discredit kendall when of it comes course. to this
0: of course yeah absolutely you
1: ever yeah, look go that route he, uh, he's a
0: junkie he's probably on drugs you can always do that with kendall you will run um, with that one i'm not quite I, i'm not sure the public's gonna buy it in this situation but it is a strategy mm-hmm roman says um They'll go after him for corporate theft, meaning Kindle. "Quote: Maybe you chop him into a million pieces and toss him into the Hudson. You destroy Kindle, and it falls apart. Well, you still have uh, you still have the other two guys who are trying to like buy the company, right? Yeah, um, but, but, they, but... Don't,
1: they they don't have the, the evidence. They don't have the ability to personally testify of knowledge. They don't have Greg. So it,
0: yeah, you could kill Greg actually." <laughs>
1: If you kill Kendall right now, what are the odds that Greg actually uses any degree of his own initiative to find somebody else to you know jump behind? Yeah, I don't know, but he, he you know,
0: that is the smoke. Like they don't that that's the thing that Kendall has. Yeah. Um that that really could be, become problematic, especially from a criminal perspective. Um, Logan then asked how the stock price is. I love that he he gets that in there. Um, mm-hmm. Carl says it's even. Uh, but some big investors are dumping, and I guess there's some there's some smaller retail investors coming in trying to uh, trying to trying to get a, a buy low situation. So mm-hmm. it's it's it while it's I think what they mean to convey here is that while the stock price is even, it's volatile. Uh, Ship says non cooperation uh, is too risky right now. Roman, everything is high risk if you're a pussy. I love this response from Shiv. <laughs> I read red meat too. Okay, uh, she's just worried about the repercussions. Roman says they do a dance. Buy their time till the election. ATN, a the reason for a second term. So, obviously, is a Trump like figure in the White House, right? Yeah. That's, that's what this is.
1: A, a loyal Patsy that they presumably really did help get the office. I think they discussed that in prior seasons, that he's kind of their chosen person. Right. But, but it
0: does seem to me like a Trump type big business billionaire type thing that would know Logan, know Logan personally yeah. from years and years of experience, right? It, it, it sounds very Trumpy to me um then uh roman goes on new attorney general and then it gets a little stale kindle will self-destruct because it's his favorite i like that line and mm-hmm. this all fades the fuck away logan if i stop picking at scab saying starry who knows where we'll end up class actions from the chancellors and opportunists, admissions of wrongdoing billions out the door they kick around the idea of logan calling the ag personally logan says nope i want to go to the raisin go to the top go on to the president but we're going to be gentle Carl suggests food, Mm -hmm. which I thought was funny. Great line here from Logan. I'm going to say this to you anytime you uh, propose we break from doing podcasts for any period of time. Food, swallow. Run saliva and adrenaline hair until we get out of place. All right. No local foods. I get the shits. We're fucked. (laughs) Put that on a t-shirt. I get the shits. We're fucked.
1: Save that one, please. That's a great line. (laughs) Logan tells
0: Hugo it's time to go. Shiv and Roman roll their eyes. Cut to Kindle in the car. And Greg is telling him he's the number one trending topic Right ahead of tater tots, and that the Pope followed him, but is that is that the real Pope? I don't. Well, it's a Pope.
1: Yeah, And pope. Kendall's
0: like uh, enough, Greg. I got it. Enough, Greg. That's that's enough. <laughs> Cuts to Kendall calling Frank. Quote, I just want to say, sorry, I didn't talk to you before. I want to let you know there's a place for you in the company I'm going to run. You just have to tell him time's up, okay? He steps back. You step in. We study the ship together. I did this for you, man, for us, for the soul of the company. This is exciting, Frank. So I'm interested to hear your thoughts on this. Here's my thought here is that he he does the classic Kindle thing. We're going to get a lot of this. Great point wrapped in douchery. Great point. Logan needs to step aside. He's got a man on the inside. It's good to reassure Frank that he's still, uh, you know, simpatico with him. He ends it with a spectacularly douchey thing. I did this for you. I did this for us, which is obviously bullshit.
1: How many times does Kendall say some version of I did it for you or I did it for them this episode? He says this to like a few characters.
0: It's such a tough look for my guy, Kendall. It's such a douchey thing. And, like, the the person who gives him the best response is Rava, where she just goes, oh, yeah,
1: eh, eh. did you, but, really? But you, but
0: you know that's not true, so can we please move on quickly?
1: Well, I mean, th- this is Kendall at prime douche. This is a level of douche we've really not seen since early season one. And it's, as you said, it's not a great look for him. Back oh, when I'm my
0: f- guy was listening to rap music and punching the back of the seat on his way to, like, a, a meeting with, a, like, a tech startup exec...
1: We're we're that level of douche. Calling Frank, though, he does this beautifully where he's trying to sow seeds of dissent in all of the inner circle. He's trying to get as many of them as he can in his camp or at least put doubt in their heads. And Frank, who is consistently a self-interested turncoat when it comes to these kind of things and has worked with Kendall in the past, is the perfect guy to call. One thing I liked about it, too, Frank is so used to taking these calls... That without even looking at his phone, as he's continuing to walk, he deletes the message and deletes the the, the received a call. Oh, what a,
0: good, qu- what a good thing to note. I did not notice that. That's a good detail. He,
1: he does it as he walks, just because this is something he's so used to receiving as part of his job and so used to covering when he needs to.
0: So I was watching this episode with my wife. My wife goes, man, what? Wh- Frank just kind of takes all this stuff. He's just quiet. And I, I thought I had a pretty good point to her. I said, you know, Frank is the only one that we know of that needs the money true we know that he needs the money and if you need the money you're gonna act a little bit different than say maybe someone like jerry is acting right jerry is acting like somebody who doesn't necessarily needs the money but like wants to do a good job frank is like i'm just not gonna like upset anybody here because i need to make it till the next payday
1: that's a great callback jerry even straight up asked him why the hell are you back and he literally just said i need the money that it keeps him going from one opportunity to the next because he's just living hand to mouth Kendall then tries to call, go ahead. As much as somebody in their world can live hand to mouth, I suppose.
0: Yeah, I guess he just has a lot of like, a lot of outflow of his capital. But like, it's clear that he needs the money and he's operating like somebody who doesn't want to lose his job. So he's very risk averse in this entire episode. Kendall then tries to call Jerry straight to voicemail, my girl. Fuck that. Fuck that, Kendall. Not even considering taking the call. You can see a very brief moment where she looks at her phone, presses a button, moves it down. Does not break
1: mid-sentence. What a pro. Shout Mm -hmm. out to Jerry. This is how she works. This is a reason that she gets a bit of a promotion before this episode's done. Jerry tells Logan that the
0: president is basically supportive, but a call is probably not the best idea. They got someone named Michelle instead. Uh, This seems to be like a sort of Kellyanne Conway type.
1: It's an aid of some variety, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um surely someone on the president's staff. Jerry agrees to talk to her. Frank tells uh Logan that Carl insisted he needed a sandwich. <laughs> so Carl, Carl's gonna get catch you catch you next time. He's getting a club sandwich back at the airport. Damn straight. Jerry starts the phone call, and man, is this an awkward fucking phone call.
1: Yeah. I mean
0: I'm gonna go through it and then please. I'm gonna want you to score her performance. Jerry's performance? jerry's performance yes gotcha uh she offers uh to answer questions um and then michelle says i think he just feels for logan at this difficult time kind of give a little you know standard response jerry keeps pushing just let him know we're not asking for favors but we wouldn't want the dog to follow Kendall down this road of bitterness i mean of course not. and she says well look the president respects logan and jerry says look off the record What's the chance the AG will actually chase this? You know, when, it, when he's going to get a, a bug in his head and he's just going to go nuts down in, in Manhattan? Jerry suggests they fire. Uh, no, no. Michelle says the the AG is very smart, but she says your problem over there in Justice is going to be this lady named Marilyn. She's prickly. I I sense we're going to hear the name Marilyn again at some
1: point. Just a bit.
0: Jerry suggests so. Oh, well, why don't you just fire her? Pause. Pause. Ha ha ha. Justice can't do nothing. Jerry, well, they could. More awkward silence. She says, look, it's out, out of our hands. Jerry said, look, not if you grab it. More awkward silence. More awkward silence. Jerry finally, oh, letting us all breathe again, <laughs> says, well, look, we, we don't want to fall out with him. Well, yeah, he's the president. Jerry says, look, all right, I got you. To look, look, look. Thank you for letting me get a read. Um, we'll, we'll be in contact. Talk to you later. Okay, pause scene. Spencer how did, how did our girl Jerry it, do, talking it, to Kelly it, and Conway?
1: It, it depends how we th- what we think her objective of this conversation was. I don't think her objective was to actually persuade action. I don't think she reasonably thought that was possible under these circumstances. I think what her objective was was to take a temperature and get a read about what they intend to do or what are they willing to do. In terms of, like, getting actual movement out of the government, jack shit happens. It's an abject failure. But in terms of letting the pauses, letting little moments get a read about what their intent is and who their threat is... I'm actually agreeing with the competency of the people in the room. I think she gets a lot of useful information, even from that very awkward conversation.
0: I thought she did a bang-up job. I mean, yeah. she pressed as far as she could without it being overly rude or just flatly illegal. And she got a sense of where they're willing to draw the line, which is basically it seems like they're not willing to, they're not willing to go to justice and say, "Hey, don't don't investigate this." Right. Um, but she did get a name she figured out hey this is the person who might end up being a problem and that is completely that is possibly useful information so i think jerry did well, a great job She's put in a t- difficult situation which is like if you want to write the like biography of jerry in the show succession you can title it put in a difficult situation because every
1: fucking situation yeah. she's in is a difficult situation but well, i think she did a good job and i think particularly from logan's perspective Her conversation that she had right there, the information that she gets out of that conversation, directly drives his decision the next moment to go to Sarajevo, to immediately go to a country that does not not allow extradition. That is the information that she got him. That is protection that she got him from that conversation.
0: That's a very good point. Uh, Start to get off the bus. Logan tells Jerry to stay. He wants uh, wants her to stay with him. Shiv gets a call from Kendall, and she hangs up immediately. (laughs) Shivy, 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 (laughs) Shivy. Oh, I love God. I love him. Uh, he's my guy. I'm, I'm Team Kendall. Uh, Kendall, I know. Asks, Kendall asks Jess who they have. Uh, so she starts counting the allies that they have independent directors, opinion shapers, Ewan, um, his um, Lard, his mom, uh, Kendall's mom, Greg's mom, Josh Erickson, Marsha. Marsha! Marcia? Yeah.
1: Marsha's the surprise in that
0: list. Whoa! All, in my notes, all caps, Marsha? Question mark, explanation
1: point. I think that's an assumption. I don't think they've actually talked to her. I think they I just think know. I think they talked the to her. How would they They can't assume that
0: the wife of Logan is on their side
1: without calling her first. I don't know this. It's Kendall's team. I don't know for sure if they, whether they called her or not. I would just be surprised if Marsha's willing to that directly oppose Logan. Two of them are on the outs, but I, I'd be surprised if she's willing to get to commit to that kind of public display against him.
0: I don't think they say the name unless she has. I, I don't, know, I don't but know. Either way, I don't it, know. it would be st- it would be stunning, right? If he had called her and she's like, "Yes, Logan, fuck him." Um, <laughs> whew, interesting. Uh, they they ask Greg how it's going. Uh, here's a great great quote. Uh, if you ever need to know anything about social media, here's the quote you need to know. Okay, ready? Please, please. Headline is a. Uh, Internet is big. Yep. Obviously, mm-hmm. I haven't. I uh, I can't uh, read it all. I'm working through. Um, but anyway, that's the big picture over here at Media Monitoring. <laughs> Beautifully said. Thank you, Greg. Oh,
1: that's, ba- a, that's it. That's the big
0: picture. Internet is big. I'm having a tough time with it.
1: Mm-hmm. Kindle
0: says, is it positive? Yeah, yeah, super positive. Super positive. Mostly. Um, the negative stuff does tend to stick in the mind a little bit. And I can tell you, as someone who runs a podcast that gets um, multiple podcasts that gets a lot of comments, uh, Greg's right here.
1: Negative uh, stuff. The mean stuff the does
0: seem to stick in the head. It's a little It's a little visceral. Um Greg then says there's nice memes, nice memeage, nice mm-hmm. memeage. Kendall calls Naomi, ooh, Naomi back in the picture, and they flirt back and forth about how you might be the best person <laughs> in the whole wide world.
1: I, I love how awkward Jess and Greg are in the back of the car, stuck with this lovey dovey conversation between these two right now.
0: But you Self- might be, but you might be, but I might be. But you might be. But
1: you oh, might God. be. This is further douche from Kendall. It's the most egotistical conversation I've ever seen this man engage in. Saying that about Kendall.
0: Uh, Jess tells Kendall they are almost at Waystar, but apparently his access to the building is canceled. Who could have seen that coming, Spencer?
1: Uh, I would say Carolina, like, you know, 30 minutes ago. (laughs) Uh, Kendall tells them
0: they need to keep driving. Greg, this is crazy. This is like, this this, this is like OJ. I mean, you know, except if OJ never killed anybody. Kendall... Who said I never
1: killed anybody? Whoa. Dear God! What? What Whoa. the hell happened to this man? What? I know, it's been, I know it's been two years since we've seen him, but where is the guilt the man's carrying with him from season two? what
0: this was a jump off the sofa moment for me what i can't believe he's that brazen about this right now we thought this was the thing that had changed him fundamentally had cowered him scared him to the point that he was he was a lap dog for logan and now he's in the back of a car after having got on national television and put two middle fingers up to logan bragging about fucking yeah i killed somebody who gives a fuck the juice is
1: loose baby it's one of two things and i'm curious to your your interpretation here in my mind it's either a he's just in such a manic stage that when he comes to that this isn't the real Kindle, we're just seeing him on a just a high that he hasn't had in a couple years now and he's riding it as far as he can well he had him. it
0: yeah he's had some highs about 3 4 months ago but
1: true yes i forget how long the continuity of the show is the other issue the other possibility is we're just seeing that all of that guilt last season can just so easily be be brushed away by a win And we're seeing the real dark persona that this guy actually has to offer us.
0: Yeah. Dude, I don't know. But that was a wild moment when he said, who said I never killed anybody? The juice is loose, baby! I'm going to tell you this, Spencer. If you are... You're talking about, like how much momentum you have as a person like in any situation right like let's say tomorrow sure, yeah. you're at work you're in a staff meeting you're just crushing it like normal just handing out to business to everybody in the staff meeting and yes, then I you do. say the juice is loose that is a that is a i'm walking away from this guy never speaking to him again moment we, nobody needs to be co-opting oj simpson right now
1: i have never been as confident in myself as kindle is in these moments me neither (laughs) no way i have not even orbited the same planetoid at that level of confidence (laughs) that's such a great point he is at an all-time
0: high right now all-time high that he can brag about killing somebody that he actually did Mm -hmm. um cut to the tarmac jerry says she has to talk to hugo uh but they're gonna go to sarajevo uh michelle ann freaked them out apparently uh Mm -hmm. so they're gonna go to sarajevo no extradition treaty uh, Jerry hands over a list of countries to Hugo. Here we go. Saudi Arabia and the Vatican are on this bad boy.
1: <laughs> no extradition.
0: Holy shit! Yeah. So that that's something. That's a, a life lesson out there to our listeners. Um, if you do something and you don't want to be uh, sent back to America to face the consequences, go to the Vatican. Huh? The
1: it's Vatican? hard to get. It's hard to get residency or citizenship there. I, Bosnia. Go to Bosnia. It's great.
0: Would you like to live at the Vatican?
1: No, not really. I've been there. It's a lovely place to visit. Can't seems really recommend it. It's very clean. It seems very like this is not a place where people actually live. This is something that's preserved for the sake of history and tourists.
0: Seems like it. Seems like a nice centralized government. Very clean. You don't see trash piled up on the streets in the Vatican.
1: That That's how we'll assess the you know, quality of the government the Vatican offers. Sure, yeah, we'll do that.
0: I bet the DMV doesn't have a very long line at the Vatican. I bet you just rush right in. You want that license plate? Come on in, sir. It's the Vatican. We don't well, have many people here.
1: Well, it's kind of just the Mobile, really right
0: yeah maybe it's a golf cart community kind of like uh you know there's like like beach beach <laughs> the, situations the, like the Vat- island
1: or something like that yes the the, the swiss guard right around the vatican in golf carts sir you've called it correctly
0: yeah uh, it's lovely man i bet you i bet you if you have to file for unemployment at the vatican they just give it to you it's just like yeah here you go like don't even worry about the paperwork you're good
1: i'm just so nice happy place that- to live I'm just so happy you've got this kind of utopia community imagined in your mind out there. I'm not going dis- to divor- divorce you of this. Just keep it going, sir. Be that Probably happy.
0: Probably a really great government's what I'm thinking. Put a bureaucracy. <laughs> um, Shiv then asks about uh, what places they have. What, what do those places have in common? I love Roman. He's such an idiot. They're all made up. They all have dragons. <laughs> mm-hmm. Shiv, they're places where there's no extradition treaty with the U.S. So there you go. Yeah. Finally, Shiv is like at least only now one step behind Jerry. I'll uh-huh. tell you this. I know that Shiv has a lot of fans out there. I'm not saying that she's a non-value add, right? She does have some value to add, but she is always a step behind Jerry. Like, at you, least one.
1: You, you remember that conversation that Ty, that uh, Tywin and Cersei had back in Game of Thrones of where, you know, you said that Cersei wasn't half as, half as smart as you thought she is?
0: What Shiv, a great fucking callback. You're the man.
1: You're the Shiv, best, Spencer. Shiv just Shiv is smart. She is capable. But she thinks she's a lot smarter and more capable than she actually is. And she consistently gets herself tripped up because of that. As well as her consistent confusion on the subject of what she actually wants out of love, life, work, anything else. Can I give you a
0: a score for that comment? Please. 12 out of 10. Fucking great callback. That is absolutely true about Shiv. She is so, so Cersei in that way. She's smart, but not as smart as she thinks he is. She is, and that is her downfall. In every I, fucking situation, she thinks she's got a ace up her sleeve that she
1: doesn't have. I, 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 it's a weird thing to say, just to compliment any actor in the show because they're all they're all wonderful. But Sarah Snook sells that role perfectly. What, she's wonderful as Shiv.
0: Yeah, she is really good. Um, Kira Culkin is my Colkin is my oh, favorite. Oh God, yeah. Right? He's, he's, that guy is my favorite, but um, uh, she's good too. Uh, obviously. Um, cut back to the scene. Tom walks in with an idea. Uh, Shib tells him they're going to Sarajevo and Tom questions it. Roman. It's fine. Shut up. He just has it out for Tom. Just no respect. No respect Mm -hmm. on the man's name. Logan comes up, says, I need a lawyer ask them who they suggest jerry says lisa arthur logan she did the hookers right jerry she repped the traffic sex workers yes this sounds like a conversation you and i might have where i would just be like oh the hookers right and you're like well look look, look." We, we,
1: we prefer ladies of the evening on this podcast thank you for contributing spencer does a lot of like
0: dressing ups, should i say sometimes it really really sounded kind of like that to me mm-hmm. uh jerry she repped the, uh the, yeah she explained it to it um frank comes in uh like it's 1930 here's what he says well there are three or four good women but lisa has an excellent brain
1: thank you frank we appreciate this level of commentary jesus in christ
0: get back on the bench frank get back um, on the bench yeah you just swung and missed well,
1: it it's a it this the fact that they're mentioning her in particular, though, I do like just because it shows how skilled Kendall really actually can be and how much ahead of them that he is. That they're just now coming around to the idea of her, what, an hour or two after he may, may have discussed it in the car? Who could say?
0: Absolutely great point. It's, you know, we're, we're getting these breadcrumbs, right? That can't, This is different. Like, they're, they're establishing. We are in a new season. It's a new dynamic. Kendall's actually ahead of Logan. Like, and that is...
1: Just enough.
0: Think about the dynamic in season one and season two. Anytime one of the kids bucked Logan, they seemed like they were a fucking city block behind him as far as where he is with his thinking. And now it looks like Logan, old man, doddering a little bit, not quite caught up with where Kendall's at because they're just now coming to the realization that they need a lawyer. And maybe this lady, Lisa Ann, is the best. Mm -hmm. Um, Jerry seems to think that going with someone named Leo would be scorched earth uh but going with lisa indicates that this might all be bullshit um yeah i guess that's just, just, just the world of pr attorneys and what that signals to the world i don't know this is all beyond me right um logan asks if they can get her and tom throws it to shiv because apparently shiv is friends with lisa in theory her. logan pulls shiv aside says he needs a little cover right now but he doesn't feel comfortable going back So Shiv, Roman, and Jerry are going back to New York to work on things. Logan says there's no need for him to go back right now. I don't need to go back right now. Frank asks if he should go. (laughs) Logan, no, I don't trust you, Frank.
1: (laughs) I I really appreciate that Logan's consistently keeping Frank close. He relies on and appreciates his advice, but also is very aware of the fact that Frank's a self-serving snake that will stab him at the first available opportunity. This is their relationship, and they understand where each other are. Will not take the dog off the leash. Will not. Wow. He, what did you feel about Logan bringing Tom, though? I was really caught off guard to find Tom on that plane here in a minute.
0: I think that he has accurately sniffed out the rift between uh, Tom and Shiv, and he's going to exploit that. Ah, good and call. when did he figure it out, Spencer? When did he figure it out? <laughs>
1: Thank Thanks for, for the, the chicken. chicken,
0: Logan. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck? I think that's when he knew that he had snapped and that obviously he was not on on a page with Shiv because Shiv would never have allowed him to do some shit yeah. like that. And so I think he's he's working to exploit that. I mean, look, Logan's not dead. He's not buried. You know, he still is a smart dude.
1: And it's one of those things where Logan's behind, but I think by the end of this episode, he's moving faster and more ably than Kendall is. The Kendall's got the advantage in terms of he's got the good a good starter plan. Kendall's always great at the initial idea and sucks in the execution in a way I think Logan beats him at. Logan's always better at the execution, that's right. Uh, Logan says, all right, I'll
0: think about the lawyer, but I'm not sure. Um, Wyla then finally points out to Logan that he hasn't told Connor to do anything yet. So Logan says, hey, Connor, can you hold it down here? Can you hold it down here in the the
1: Balkans? (laughs) Does does this mean anything at all other than I want you to stay here? I want you to
0: stay here. Can you hold it down here? Yep. Hey, Spencer, I got, I, I, look, Spencer, uh, you know, think the world of you, buddy. Can you can you just hold it down where you're at right now?
1: Can you just hold I, it down? I, I can do that. I, I, can, t- I can talk to Bridget about her play and, you know, arranging for hipsters to be the only ones that actually appreciate and enjoy it. We, I, this is what a fucking we dismissive done, right?
0: thing to say to someone. Hey, can you just hold oh, it God. down where you're at? Hold it down where you're at. Uh, I thought I find it hilarious that Wyla has to step in and say, "Hey, can you tell him something to do?"
1: <laughs> oh, they they would have purely gotten on the planes, and God, Connor would have just been sitting on the tarmac. Just everyone have forgotten him. The kid left at the bank, kind of thing.
0: Connor then goes up to Wyla and pitches an idea of pushing some of the bad reviews as marketing, kind of like hate watching. Hey, we could we could talk about how bad it is, and maybe then people will tune in. Wyla seems like um like one of the like one of those horror movies where the person like midway through has lost their soul but they're still walking around in human <laughs> yeah. form because she looks like there is nothing going on there man her soul has been sucked out in this entire process she doesn't even really push back on this too much she's just like yeah well like whatever I,
1: it's one of those things where i think connor might actually be right i mean the play is disastrous it's never going to succeed on its people, if, are if getting,
0: actually- people are getting mites from the sand
1: right <laughs> Very true, yeah. It's one of the things where Connor's actually good at memes. Really, he should be doing the memes rather than Greg right now. So making the play a meme might be its only hope of actually turning a profit.
0: What a a fucking disaster. Um, Then we get Shiv and Tom together, and Mm. holy moly is this fucking strange. Shiv, here we go. Here's a good sign. Shiv says uh, she loves him,
1: and he says thank you. Mm. Does not say it back at any point.
0: No. Uh, Tom then tries to reassure Shiv that she'll see Logan again, and Shiv gets super defensive about that. Why would you even say that? Why would you even say, of course, I'm going to see you, but why would you say that? Man, what a, what a great what a great relationship where you just snaps like that. Shiv asks Tom if Kendall called him. Tom, nope, 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 nope. nope uh, uh, did, did he call you? Uh, nope, 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 not me, not me. So there we go. Bang. Got a lie okay. here. Shiv, Shiv has lied. Um, question for you, Spencer Why do you think Shiv has lied to Tom about Kendall calling her?
1: I don't even know if Shiv knows why she lied in that particular moment. I think that Shiv just is so internally self-focused that she just can't imagine opening up to another person about something that matters this much to her. Something that could be a threat to her. Something along those lines. It's like, she's incapable of showing vulnerability with anyone, even with the person that she's supposed to be in love with. And telling him that um, Kendall called her, even that kind of just reveal of information that shouldn't in any way be dangerous... Too much can't, can't 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 offer that information to anybody.
0: Yeah, it smacked to me of trying to keep my options open, but I'm just not qu- quite sure why she wouldn't tell Tom. I think you know. I think you're right. I think she just is a compulsive liar. Um, I really doesn't really know why she lied, but she just did.
1: She's a compulsive liar uh, that doesn't know what she wants. That doesn't know what their next step should be. Well, she knows she wants to be CEO clear. of the
0: company. She does know she wants to be CEO.
1: She wants the button. I don't know if she actually wants the job. She wants to be recognized in that manner. I don't know if she actually wants to be associated with the company. That's part of the problem she always struggles with.
0: (laughs) We've talked about on this podcast before that I have, I do have a history of of having worked in politics a little bit and I just got like fierce flashbacks of so many people I've talked to who have wanted to run for or have run for office. The, you want the button. Mm -hmm. You don't necessarily want to like be like in some subcommittee for 10 hours debating utility law and like utility did monopoly districts like you don't really want the job bro you want to be called senator so-and-so
1: yeah you don't want to have to actually work as a senator because that's work
0: yeah yeah shout out elizabeth warren cuts a kindle getting out of a car uh we see that he's walked into his ex-wife's house is that rava's music spencer absolutely upset of the day i would have put if we saw Rava in this episode, I would have put it at like plus 600. I know that doesn't mean anything to you. You don't know anything about betting. Massive underdog that we would see Rava in this episode. Shocked me that we saw her.
1: I mean, we got like an offhand call and reference to her in like all of season two. We'd ever, we don't think we saw Rava once in all of season two. It's been that long since we've seen her. I was caught off guard that she suddenly front and center is a key part of this episode.
0: Rava seems to me like the type of person who cannot forgive an addict for the previous behavior of the addict, because she very clearly multiple times just when he was clean, went and said, well, remember that time you were doing coke off the kid's iPad or whatever? That aside, because I, I point that out only to say that it will never work between the two of them. That aside... Uh, I think I like her more than any of his other love interests that he has in in this show. I, I find her to be really charming and, and really kind of funny in her gestures and mannerisms. And she always seems to be pretty fucking reasonable.
1: Well, it's one of those things... Uh, aside from
0: how she interacts with Kendall. But what? I don't know. She just seems... He seems to uh, gravitate toward fucking crazy people. And she doesn't seem that crazy to me.
1: I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting with Rava. We were a little bit hard on her in the, uh, in the first season because Kendall was for a lot of the scenes with her clean or at least trying to be clean and improved and we were giving him the benefit of the doubt. But and recognizing she just would in the not. past, recognizing in the past she had to deal with all that and could never get past it. Now that we're getting to see her enduring Kendall at a straight up he may not actually be doing drugs, but he's as high as if he had. Now we understand what she had to put up with over all those years and it makes a lot more sense how much she just is not willing to tolerate and deal with this shit anymore. She endured it, she's done, she's out. But like so, you said, She seems to represent, she and Naomi represent two different kind of poles of Kendall's personality, both of which have their positive aspects, but neither of which he seems to be, either of which he can ultimately turn to toxic directions just because it's Kendall.
0: Yeah, and that's his favorite. Um, Mm. I'm going to say this. We just finished a a podcast, um, an episode-by-episode review of Ted Lasso called The Lasso Lowdown. If you like Ted Lasso, go check it out. We had a lot of fun on that podcast. Uh, in that podcast, you established that Rebecca was your, your 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 crush. You liked her. once once an episode. You like to talk about uh, the 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 beauty of Rebecca. I established early on. Keely was my crush. Here, putting it down. Spencer. Gonna put. Rava versus Naomi. Down. Rava. Rava's my yeah. I find her to be pretty cute. Yeah, I like Rava. She's she's pretty attractive. And I, I just kind of like how she comports herself.
1: I, I need more time, because when Kendall was in his really dark state in Season 2, Naomi was a lifeline. The two of them had a relationship that was actually kind of cute and happy, and the one moment we ever saw him be successful, normal, functioning human being, other than being just a little pawn under his dad's, dad's thumb. So I'm not going to forget that, as much as she seems to glory in the dickish side of Kendall in this episode. So give me time. Oh, re- oh I don't like this, Rava
0: like- for Kendall.
1: Oh, you just mean... I, I just, just like Rava. Okay, gotcha, fine. <laughs> I just like her for Lee. Like, I don't uh, like her for Kendall. Okay, then I, uh, uh, just in terms of people I like, I'm Team Jerry, thank you, and I'm not going to be told otherwise.
0: That does seem like you're sort of, your your perfect, though. Uh, uh, she's friendly enough uh, when uh, Kendall gets into her house, Rava, that is. He asks, hey can i bring some guys in here you know Kendall is a Kendall <laughs> <mouse inaudible> situation oh here. yeah he Asks for a little and he just keeps tugging at that tablecloth getting more and more of the dinner as he goes she hesitates but she eventually says yes funny moment i don't know if you caught this greg looks at her and says i'll close it up and then closes
1: the door oh well done greg bravo so Give he medic- announces okay. to rava
0: i'll close it up i'll close it up ma'am you know what he was? you know he gives to me as uh, it smacked me as uh, you know those like um, those people in law enforcement who over explain everything. Yeah, you know like the the police yep. officer who's like, "Yep, perp, the perp walked in two steps northwest, one step southeast, fifteen mm-hmm. degrees." Like you know they over explain everything. That's kind of what it felt like with with Greg. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll close it up. I'll close it up.
1: It's a mix between that and some situations I've been in before of where you're the guy in the room that's being kind of dragged along and you're the one that doesn't know what's going on or what to do and you're desperate to find something to do to appear useful. This is what Greg's running on the entire episode. You don't want to talk about people that are behind the eight ball or a couple steps behind. Greg's not even the same county as anybody else when it comes to understanding what's occurring.
0: That does kind of seem like you, like in a a big group. I move on that. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll close the fridge door, everybody. Don't worry about it. I got it. Fridge door, me, <laughs> Spencer handled.
1: I'm the first guy that go like, "Hey, I'll go get groceries. I'll go do the thing just so I can appear useful and get the hell out of the situation I don't understand." Uh,
0: Kendall and Rava have a little bit of banter back and forth. She asks him why he came there and Kendall says, "Look, I need a place, but I also wanted to see you." And I don't you know what I did. Awkward I, conversation. I did for, I did for you. Ever. And she just goes, she gives this look that is just mm, mm-hmm. like yeah but she didn't you know like it's almost like she's his teacher you know it, and it, he's it, just like i did read the book and she's like mm, but it, you know it's it know you very
1: didn't. it's very much person used to dealing with addict kind of reaction of where oh you do you think that's true what you just said yeah
0: yeah man harsh there um she says she hasn't seen it but uh she did hear about it uh and heard it was great but i've been really you know busy with work you know just really busy with work Power so I, I couldn't see Power it and play. kendall says well you, you you know you should watch it you know maybe and you know to kendall's credit she should fucking watch it so she bravo, should i know you're too cool for fucking school here but sit down and watch it
1: i, I bet you money she has it's just dear that's God, a good point does. maybe she has i, I- <laughs> bet you money she has, but in this moment when he is invading her house and she doesn't know how the parameters of this are and he's acting, you know, high as a kite in her worst memories, she is never going to admit that she watched that video right now. She needs that power.
0: You know, it's funny. You keep going back to the thing that Kindle appears high. I did not, I did not have, I did not catch that or think that was a dynamic for me as I was watching. I'm not saying it doesn't exist. I'm not saying that's not what the character's thinking. My watch through, I've watched it twice now. I did not associate him with appearing to be high during the scenes.
1: It reminds me of when we saw, we've seen him on Coke previously on the show. It's part of the reason I'm referencing to it. More I'm just meaning he's high on life. He's manic rather than he is literally intoxicated kind of thing.
0: Yeah, I mean, you're, you're saying manic and, and manic I think has a um, has a connotation that it is a above the mean above standard uh you know type of behavior and i would venture to say that like anyone in his situation would be running on some adrenaline right now i mean this is a huge moment in his life it's i think it's pretty i mean i'm just sticking up for kendall here i do think it's pretty fair for him to be jacked up right now
1: this is we're returning to our usual dynamic and i love this you're gonna stick up for kendall and i'm gonna shit on him and i'm gonna enjoy doing this Kindle's my guy.
0: I think it's fair that he's uh he's pretty jazzed right now. That's it's totally great. There is a small moment here I want to point out though. Kindle says he's uh when he's talking to Rava, he says he's talking to Lisa Arthur. And we get the normal person's perspective of Lisa Arthur, right? Because Rava says, mm, Oh, she's famous. So that I think that's meant to convey to the audience that this is like a Gloria Steinem type person. Yeah. Not, not in necessarily the type of law, but in the in the the, the way that the person has penetrated the zeitgeist that the normal person knows who lisa arthur is
1: right this is the kind of person of where you may have never heard of them but you may have seen them on the cover of a magazine before level of popularity part of the cultural zeitgeist is a perfect way to express how everybody's aware of her even if they don't really know her
0: yeah and kendall then looks at rava he always is wanting a little bit more from rava than she's willing to give because he says can i do it and she says i i I don't know I, i don't why are you you know basically i'm not your person for that Um, Mm -hmm. Cut to uh, The plane with Carl and Frank And they both say they are looking forward uh, To seeing more of the Balkans But this is a (laughs) scene you referenced earlier Oh yeah Um, They kick around if this is the worst it's gotten Frank mentions the tabloid suicides uh, When they Nearly went kablooey because of Argentina The Mm -hmm. Tiananmen accommodations The black cloud after Sally Ann Holy fuck There's a lot of weird shit going on here
1: There is multiple decades worth of shit. It it really just puts in perspective that what we're seeing, while it may be an extreme version, is the lives these people have led since long before we ever started this show. It's been one disaster after another for as long as they could remember.
0: Yeah, Carl, great quote here. Senate, FBI, SEC, class actions, plus Sandy and Stewie. I mean, this is a 12-foot sub, sub of poisonous tree frogs. This is the full Baskin-Robbins 31 flavors of fuckery right here. So here's something I got from this, this quote, mm-hmm. is that the writers were back. Yeah. This is a Succession yeah. line, if I've ever heard one. What? This really feels like Succession. A 12-foot sub of poisonous tree frogs. This is the full Baskin-Robbins, 31 flavors of fuckery right here.
1: Well, I really love we get the moment between these two guys, because we've really not gotten to see many of, like, you know, Logan's toadies just talk to each other very often. It's always just revolving around Logan, because of course it's all going it to always revolve around Logan. And it's fascinating to see Carl express a really artful, poetic kind of point in this particular manner, in the way that only Succession can. In a way we've never really seen him be capable of when he's talking with logan because he's always just tripping over himself whenever he's in the same room as logan but outside that we get a bit of a reason of why carl's actually in the inner circle he's actually pretty clever
0: yeah hugo then uh, calls them to talk uh, hugo calls them to talk to logan says come in here logan tells them to talk to the senate and house surrogates this is logan in general mode says he wants everyone lawyered up logan mm-hmm. then says he wants to see anything editorial that come across their news stations basically any of our news stations that's going to cover this shit in any sort of editorial or any sort of opinion piece or anything i see it first yikes mm-hmm. uh what did um what did uh
1: what,
0: what did a uh, roman column uh, in season two he made some off-handed comment about him being a dictator. I wish I could remember the
1: joke. I, I don't remember the exact line, but yeah. This is him very much of the god emperor of the stage. This is what he's doing now. Every thread has to connect back to him, which in some ways is what they're actively trying to avoid doing with respect to the Cruises scandal like Papa Mao or something. I don't know what he did, but he, yeah. he,
0: he made some joke about him being a dictator. And that is exactly what he's doing here. He's, he's like, fuck it. I, I'm dropping the pretense here. I'm going to control the news. And you remember back in season one, season two, there were multiple times when Logan tried to reassure people that he never interjected the with the news. They were completely never. independent of him. And he doesn't even give a fuck now. It's just completely that pretense has dropped altogether. Um, great logan quote here we pressure point other operations the line is don't lean on this it's bendy as fuck. play it smart today you won't look a cunt tomorrow spencer when you wake up in the in the morning tomorrow and you look in the mirror and you're adjusting that beautiful mane of hair of yours i want you to look at yourself and say play it smart today you won't look a cunt tomorrow
1: and then i'll spit at the mirror and i'll be ready to go (laughs) great shout out uh shout out ted lasso
0: Uh, Then we uh, have Logan uh, telling Carl he wants to talk to the top 12 shareholders in the next 30 minutes. Spencer, do you think it's a good idea for him to be talking to the top 12 shareholders directly right now?
1: I I think as Logan realizes later in this episode, this is a man who desperately needs to work through proxies because the entire nature of the investigation that's now occurring is to what degree was Logan directly running all the operations. But... He's in crisis mode, and the only way he knows to function that is to personally get involved. It's worked in the past. The more that Logan personally talked with investors previously, the more it, that, that was what wrecked Kindle's prior takeover plan, was not being able to get Logan out of the room, not keeping him separate from being able to interact with people. The more he's able to personally connect, the more he's able to personally just browbeat them, the more he's able to accomplish. It's how he works. But as you said, when it comes to this, man, that could have legs in a bad direction.
0: Yeah. I mean, I I was thinking that that Logan's like the weakness right now for Logan is that he can't be like he the way not not because of his position. I mean, how he talks to people. Ah. He can't be the person doing this stuff right now because the way he talks about things. Basically, they're trying to say we did not run an organization that bullied women into like these awful sexual assault situations.
1: Now I want all and women on how the how line is he going the next to five minutes.
0: <laughs> yeah, how is he going to convince people that they didn't do that if he just calls them and is a bully? Like, I feel like that's his biggest what? weakness right now is that he can't be personally involved because he doesn't have the temperament for it.
1: Well, here's, here's one of the things, though. Which fight is he trying to fight? I think when he's calling the investors, he's not trying to reassure them with respect to a DOJ investigation. He's trying to head off Kendall's takeover bid. That's the battle he thinks well, this so maybe is. Sandy that's the battle still. he's fighting. Well, I don't think you've used them in any way as separate. I think you've used one as just another face of the other.
0: Yeah. Um, and then he calls for emergency board meetings that will roll through next week. Oh, that sounds like fun. Frank uh-huh. mentions cooperations and Logan bellows. It's war! Fuck off! It's war! Fuck off. Mm-hmm. Loves the fuck off. Love the fuck. We get at least one fuck off from Logan every episode. Logan then says they're going to throw them this. I'll step back as CEO. <gasps> what? He just drops that in. I did not see this coming, Spencer. This was a truly shocking moment of the episode for
1: me. I mean, it shows how much Logan is taking this seriously, and man, does it quiet the room. Experienced guns, Frank, uh, Carl, and uh, Tom, sure, we'll include Tom in that same sentence, are just silenced by this. They have no idea of even how to express a response to that particular statement. As are we. But Logan immediately starts to actually say what he really means here in a second.
0: I'll step back as CEO, obviously on operational manners. I'll have to, you know, have informal input. So, uh, you know, as I step back temporarily, uh, who do we like as CEO? So, holy <laughs> fuck, it's happening. Holy fuck, Spencer. Ew, Logan, I don't five give a fuck. Times. It's, it's nameplates. Uh, professor, hand in the air. Please. Uh, I call bullshit on the idea that it's just going to be a nameplate. I think if he installs someone as CEO, he's going to figure out, That it's not going to just be a nameplate, that that person will have real authority and that will bug the shit out of Logan.
1: It will indeed, and I think he understands the possible threat of doing this enough to make it an explicit consideration that they've got to be a loyalist and they've got to listen to me. Whether that actually proves long-term true, he's at least trying to hedge off that risk down the line. Time to let a hundred
0: flowers bloom, Spencer. It's time to let a hundred flowers bloom. Uh Carl says he likes himself. Uh, you know what cracks me up about the people around Logan is they don't have any problem saying, "Hey, pick me" in a very self-serving manner. Uh, Spencer, in this situation, is there any any way that you would have been the first person raising your hand saying, "Hey, pick me, pick me?" No. Me no! neither. I could, I could not. Like I was like, "That is so anathema to how I operate in the world." It seems so, but they
1: all do it. They are all To call call back to one of the best episodes of season two, they are all boars on the floor just looking for a sausage. Bore on the floor! That's the world that they've been trained to operate in. They will happily take the captain's hat even as the ship is sinking, just because that's what they've built their lives around.
0: Logan tells Carl, if your hands are clean, it's only because your whorehouse also does manicures. (laughs) Oh, shit! Well said, well said. Woo! Woo! In comes Frank, but Logan cuts him off and says, you're not trusted you're mashed potatoes i don't know what that means that's a, that's what loganism there you're mashed potatoes
1: i liked it i don't um, know what it
0: means i i guess i yeah he's mashed potatoes fuck you frank you're mashed potatoes i don't know what that means but i like it logan says he's like a kid he'd like a kid so shiver roman but i'd like a woman so shiver jerry but i like experience so roman or jerry so everybody at the, my count everyone has uh, uh, two, two points two votes right yeah Tom then goes to the bathroom, not not really trying to hide what he's doing here. He calls Shiv. They are playing fucking dice with God next door, okay? He's picking a new CEO in real time. Uh, they are playing fucking dice with God uh, next door is a potential line of the episode, for it's sure.
1: A great line. It really
0: is. Shiv goes off to talk to Tom uh, discreetly away from Roman and Jerry. Shiv mm-hmm. asks if it's interim. Tom smartly points out who gives a fuck, basically, because we don't know how long it'll last. So it doesn't really matter. Yeah, doesn't it could really be ten years, yeah. as he says. Yeah, Shiv very weakly pitches the IT of Tom. What a token move here. Tom, everyone knows it can't be Tom. He's the head of cruises, for God's T- sakes.
1: Tom knows it can't be Tom.
0: So Tom asks her if she's interested. Gonna shock you here, Spencer. Sit down, get a glass of water, fan yourself. Shiv is interested. Yes, she does want <gasps> no! to. Yeah, who would have seen that coming? I'm shocked, shocked to find this is true. Tom goes off to what we presume is to rep for Shiv. We
1: think that's what he's going to do.
0: Uh, While Shiv is on the phone, Jerry gets a text she shares
1: with Roman. Can can I also just note that I was kind of... The other thing that caught me off guard about Tom is when I think it's Hugo goes to knock and kind of just rudely asks if he's doing drugs in there. And Tom just yells him off just tells him to fuck off very uh-huh. Logan stuff, very Logan style which was like oh alright Tom maybe you're progressing in a certain manner this se- uh, the last few seasons
0: well you just talked about you know getting an insight into how some of these like people on the periphery of Logan's circle talk to each other when Logan's not around and it's very clear that Tom does not have a problem telling the Frank or Carl to fuck themselves like that, that yeah. came off so quick I don't think that was a one off situation I think that's how he talks to, to Carl that's a good call. She gets right. back and Roman, uh, Shiv gets back and Roman asks her what the phone call was about. Shiv says, boring shit. Great Romanism here. Buckle up, folks. Oh, just bullshit, huh? That's boring. Look, look, I hate boring shit, don't you? Just, uh, you know, uh, boring phone calls, but bullshit. Uh, just so boring, right, Shiv? <laughs> boring, boring, boring. <laughs> Shiv looks up and is like, Jesus, what is this going on with you? Uh, because uh, uh, Jerry just heard from Frank and dad is apparently live picking the new ceo shiv comes alive oh okay okay uh yeah uh so tom didn't just mention that to you shiv then right away admits that yeah tom mentioned yeah mention why, that why to I... me. uh shiv asks a very interesting question here uh, it yeah. shows you how she thinks about things she goes mm-hmm. to jerry and says why did you tell roman and jerry that's, that's <laughs> a
1: great call there yeah that's shiv psychology summarized
0: yeah, like the fact that she thought to ask that question shows, you know, how she thinks about things. And Jerry, I'm just a very straightforward person, Ship. And yeah, that's a, that's a sit down, son. Sit yeah. down.
1: I mean, it, it really also just shows, you know, you are just such a child in this game we're playing. Of course I'm going to tell Roman. I would have told you if you were sitting right there in the room. There's no point in us hiding this. Of course we're all going to find out here in a minute.
0: Tell Roman? I tell Roman when to masturbate. OK, I <laughs> tell Roman a lot of things. All right. Okay, Roman's going to hear what I have to say.
1: Shiv does not know that yet. That has not come up. out. That one has not gotten into public air yet.
0: He doesn't masturbate without it, running it by me first. God damn it.
1: This is actually uh, true. Yes. <laughs>
0: uh, Shiv then um, asked her what she heard. Mm. Um, basically, hey, what have you what are you hearing, Jerry? And uh, Jerry says there are a number of people in contention. Cut to Craig, Uh, Greg at Kendall's Bunker. Really, really solid moment here from my guy, Greg. Is that the word you're going to use? I love when, I I absolutely, you know, we, let's let's go back and tell the story for our new listeners. Please. Um, Spencer and I started Mangum Talks because we liked Game of Thrones. Well, Game of Thrones ended. And we needed something to continue the podcast because we like talking to each other, and we found that people like listening to us talk to each other. So I said, Spencer, we should watch this little show HBO's Got. I just watched the first season of it. It's called Succession. It's hilarious. It's a comedy. Mm-hmm. You watch the show with your girlfriend, and your girlfriend finished the first episode, turned and looked at you, and basically said, What kind of monster are you friends with <laughs> But he thinks this is a
1: comedy? It was so great. So. I was halfway through the episode going, <laughs> I can totally see why Lee thinks this is a comedy, but I've got so much explaining to do by the time we're done. <laughs> <laughs> and this, this is, is why... A <laughs>
0: exactly you know right right where i'm going these moments like this is what makes me think the show is at its heart a comedy because why they stop this extremely important plot that they're setting up to give us five minutes of this bullshit which is just fucking hilarious so greg is talking to one of the pr people who've come to see kindle and he's talking about monitoring the tweets so he says i wrote some of them down for you you know if you you want to check them out and she has to explain to him You know, they're on Twitter, so I can see them, too. I'll I'll go get them from Twitter. And then Greg completely says, yep, okay, great, as if that wasn't a burn on him in any way. I was like, okay, yeah, all right. He then launches into my favorite part of the episode. He explains that he's having to cancel his mother's credit card because he apparently co-signed for his mother's credit card when his grandfather, Ewan, cut her off. Because, you know, good son right yeah just being a good son yeah, but sure. apparently his mother this is something my mother would do by the way saw the press conference thinks the company's about to tank, and she's panic buying everything she can find on qbc <laughs> whatever it is she's buying it she thinks she thinks that the 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 money the might stop flowing <laughs> absolutely that this this payday is just about over so she's panic buying shit what does greg do to try to stop this
1: Can't cut her
0: credit card, credit card
1: off <laughs> <laughs> you want you want to you want to revise that good son statement you offered earlier sir
0: this is a wonderful wonderful series of events to have uh told to us in the middle of this episode and that he's just telling this pr <laughs> person now it's a- we've all like so this is a completely crazy thing that's going on in greg's life he explains it in a completely crazy way. But Spencer, you and I, red-blooded males that we are, we know why he's telling her this story. He's trying he's to chat her He's attracted to this person. And he's trying to chat her up. And this is the only way he knows how to do it.
1: <laughs> if you want to talk about the humor that is in this show, about how this show does humor, this is an example embodied. I will give you that. It is hard to fucking watch though. <laughs>
0: god did i love it he just wouldn't stop talking he just kept going she kept going. And she, she hung in there nodding. with him
1: she keeps nodding she,
0: yeah well she she needs to she's trying she, to win the client she's in pr oh boo, she's in pr plus she's a salesman right now yeah. she's still trying to win kendall's work so she's got to like stay in this conversation with him anyway kendall finally walks in god <sighs> now we can all breathe again after That awkwardness and he says is he harassing you greg stay here <laughs>
1: <laughs> stay dog stay
0: stay stay right here greg sit roll down roll over mm-hmm. good boy good boy here's some peanut butter kendall and the pr folks then commence to have a very awkward pitch it's clear they want to work with him that is clear
1: but clearly, clear they have a plan they have worked out a plan they can present him
0: But Kendall is so full of nervous energy. You would would say he seems coked up. I say he looks like he's got nervous energy. He talks so weird, they don't really know what to do with him. So I say, Spencer, let's start a new game here on the Line of Succession podcast. Let's play the weirdest pseudo-corporate pop culture self-sabotaging Kendall Roy babble moment of the week.
1: Please go. What are our options? Well, here's one. I think the
0: headline needs to be, Fuck the weather. We're changing the culture climate.
1: Okay. keeping track of that one. Solid. Number two.
0: Draft an alternative corporate manifesto. Drop a rapid reaction TEDx.
1: Okay. Even more douchey.
0: Kudos. Keep going. I'd like my Twitter to be off the hook. This could get all the super... This could all get super earnest. So I was thinking of hitting up some of the BoJack guys. Some of the Lampoon kids. Just to smash that shit. Make my feed like a powder kick.
1: We have a winner... I don't care what other options you have. (laughs) That one wins. Okay,
0: that's it. Ladies and gentlemen, the winner of the weirdest pseudo-corporate pop culture, self-sabotaging Kendall Roy, babble of the week is, I'd like my Twitter to be off the hook. This could all get super earnest, so I was thinking of hitting up some BoJack guys, some of the Lampoon kids, just to smash that shit, make
1: my feed like a little powder keg. This is Kendall trying to be the cool Vulture kid from season one again, right? Yes. Yes. Is, he's trying is to connect with
0: Vulture. Yeah, absolutely. But the difference, as in everything and all of these parallels, is that Kendall is in a position of strength in a way he wasn't in season one. Because they roll with this. Because they want to work with Kendall in this position. Which they, is, are, they seem convinced that he's going to win, that he's going to take down Logan Roy, and they are there for it.
1: And... What we hear about these about, about these, two, these two women, they're exceptionally competent and exceptionally well-regarded in the field. They can put him, put together a great plan for him. Kendall's putting together a very impressive team that he doesn't appear to be inclined to listen to at all as to what their actual sage experience professional advice would be.
0: However, I'm going to stick up for my guy Kendall here because You're gonna he try. does say to them, well, he does say to them, I want to work with you if you can work with me. so there's a little bit of i think self-awareness there that he's a fucking pill to deal with
1: you're focusing on you're focusing on the second thing he says you're focusing on the first thing he says i'm focusing on the second thing that he said in terms of what's the governing operative statement there
0: yeah okay that's fair uh anyway they end by saying they think he's going to win it um so again i mean i i don't i don't i think we need to also take into account here what we've learned in season one and season two is that Logan Roy is like a Rupert Murdoch type character. He has a lot of people who hate him, who want him destroyed for all of the things he's done to news, to corporate culture, to our society writ large, to politics. They want him defeated. And I think they smell blood in the water right now. So a lot of people are coming to Kindle and they're just going to stick with him, even though he's fucking strange
1: as Kindle expressed before he has raised the flag he is rallying the banner of the anti-Logan people in the world if they want to cluster behind him to form a united army to take this man down that's how he wants to market this just I really hope he actually listens to the people that you know, that he's hiring them because they know what they're doing but it's Kindle. as Roman said he will find a way to be self-destructive and I think he's just feeling like a he's a feeling like he's at a 12 on a 10 point scale is just going to lead him down a path of self-destruction
0: maybe maybe i think he's uh i think he's on the the far side of this but i think he's still within a bounds that he can be successful if he continues to operate the way he did this this episode but we'll see we'll see cut to logan getting off a plane he's in sarajevo in the sarajevo hotel and if you didn't know he's in sarajevo literally the the hotel says sarajevo hotel on it now a lot of these like Eastern European countries or developing world countries, they do have like awkwardly worded stuff. I'm not sure Sarajevo Hotel would ever be on this like that is uh that is pretty nah. silly
1: it, it, it is, does appear to be it's like owned by some Logan part of Lo, part of Logan's conglomerates who may have insisted on some kind of simple name like that just because of his own amusement or whatever how the naming scheme is for his companies but yeah it's odd it just it almost feels like we're in one of those movies where you want to indicate what country they're in by you name the hotel or wherever they arrive based on yeah. that country or city it's in that category
0: they're just trying to jam it home to the audience the casuals out there shout out to the casuals mm-hmm. Logan doesn't look super comfortable right now uh logan then starts asking questions about jerry tom says i like her logan punches at that oh you like jerry do you are you playing the reverse banjo son tom says no he also likes roman doesn't like himself does like shiv frank dismisses shiv as no experience frank tries to say roman is not ready but logan fires back that no one's really ready uh he does say that roman is okay when he's not on meh 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 more on that later no Frank and Tom say they like Roman. Frank stumbles on that. And Logan points out that Roman would fire Frank on day one. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. he would.
1: Heartbeat. No question. Yeah.
0: He, Roman Happening. has made no bones about this. He hates Frank. It doesn't matter what, Frank, he, Frank is never getting out of uh, Roman's shithouse. Uh, shit uh, well, it's, it's, uh, he hates him and he's going to hate him forever in perpetuity.
1: Frank's job was to be the adult to Roman that Roman never got to have growing up. So yeah, Roman obviously hates Frank because he had to keep Roman in check for years.
0: Yeah, I just don't I don't think he did a good job of it either cuz he really made an enemy there. There's mm. probably probably a good backstory to that. Um Roman calls and proceeds to absolutely word vomit into the phone. Basically, <gasps> basically <sighs> he is try- Here's what Roman is trying to say to his father. "Hey, pop." "Yes, son." "Uh so I'd like it I'd like to be CEO. But if it can't be me, uh my vote goes to Jerry." "Thanks, pop." "Okay. okay.
1: You- that's that's what it is." You said that in, like, six seconds. How long yes. does it take Roman to convey the same thought? One minute and 46 seconds. I love you've got the number.
0: <laughs> it took him one minute and 46 seconds to say that sentence. It was unbelievable. It was the exactly what Logan was referencing two beats before when he's not all meh, meh, meh. I think Roman even starts saying, I'm all blah, blah, blah right now. Yeah, he does. Logan gets off the phone and says, Roman's out. Here's the thing we've learned about Logan, and I cannot fucking believe that his children haven't learned this yet. He does not like to be personally appealed to. He does not want you going to him and saying, hey, you know, you really should pick me. Can you pick me, pick me, pick me? He hates that stuff. He always has reacted negatively to it.
1: Well, he hates that, and he hates people that lack confidence in their own ability to achieve. And Roman is constantly, even as Roman's asking for this, he's asking to be reaffirmed about even just requesting it. And that's just, Logan's going to reject you in a heartbeat if you don't have the balls, you don't have the confidence to even stand up for what you want in a given moment, or know what you want in a given moment. So watching Roman waffle on the subject while asking him for a personal favor, true triggers, you're gone.
0: Yep, he's out. Take him out of the pool. Take him out of the running. Take Roman off the big board. You can no longer place bets on him. Roman is out. Cut to Shiv and Jerry and Roman. Shiv gets a call. Answers gets off. Roman asks her, what's going on? And Shiv says, well, I need to go see Lisa. Uh, but he gave me CEO. I kind of thought she was telling the truth there. But I think she was joking with Roman.
1: Yeah, she was joking with Roman, I think. Maybe. Roman's it not fucked sure. with me a little bit.
0: It with me a little bit, though. I thought maybe he had, she had, really well, been offered it. Um,
1: it might, we, it, he might have said, given like a little hint of where if you land this, you know, it might happen.
0: But I do think that he was thinking it might be her if she could land it.
1: I mean, realistically, of the three options you, sir, you've done politics, you've done corporate, you've done corporate promotions. These three people, who would you pick when it, in terms of running this company?
0: Okay, you just right, so the last word you said was company, right? Yeah. Okay. So I would like it I'd like the record to state that I started the sentence 0.01 seconds after you said the word company. Okay, you ready?
1: Please. Jerry. Thank you. I can't say it
0: fast <laughs> enough. I cannot say it fast enough. It has yeah. to be Jerry. Of course it's Jerry. There's she's no other by option. far the best option. She's better. She's better option than Logan is.
1: Well, the only reason he's even considering the other two is because they're family. Because they're yes. children. Because he wants it to be one of his kids. But just from a logical standpoint, particularly in this moment, at this time, how can he pick anybody other than Jerry?
0: It's unbelievable like the, how overqualified she is for this compared to her competition.
1: I'm amazed um, she wants it.
0: Yeah. But, you know, I, I, inner I circle know. of
1: this company, yeah. Uh,
0: Schiff, uh, anyway, so Schiff uh, goes to New York for a meeting with Lisa. We meet Lisa. We see her um, mm. very intimidating looking woman. I, I was a little freaked out by her. She's got um, power. Yeah. Shiv strolls into the meeting with the normal Shiv. I think I can just make anything happen by proclamating. And oh, yes. My I'm hand here on the and the world and comes. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Lisa cuts her off right away. Now, I'm really interested in your take of this scene because in essence, let's boil it down to what this really is. What this is, is someone coming into a lawyer's office and asking them to represent them.
1: And And the lawyer lawyer
0: basically having to reject them because of a potential conflict of interest because they are considering representing somebody else who's wrapped up in the same situation. That is what my read on it is. Now, I'm going to go through what happens, and I want you to tell me if you think it's realistic or how you would have handled it if you were Lisa. So Lisa immediately says, look, Shiv can't do it, can't represent Logan. Shiv mistakes this and thinks Uh she's actually talking about logan the man not herself so she says yeah but i need you to work for me and then she starts babbling a lot about you know i could be ceo or i couldn't and i have a plan and this whole thing could be falling apart and finally lisa snaps and says i cannot help you and you cannot you should not tell me any confidential information and this clues in (laughs) shiv that oh fuck this she's working for the right other now. side shift flips out and leaves to you spencer did, did you when you watched that scene as a lawyer how did how were you thinking about that scene what did you think and would you have operated the same way lisa did
1: i would have cut her off a lot faster i would have tried at least it does try but i wouldn't have let her in the building if i'm in any way considering working through the side particularly if i've received anything that's, that's interesting considered right now her even coming in the building just offers potential of uh, problems down the line I don't know how she got in if they were not even if they were under circumstances of where we're considering this other guy, any aspect of what you tell me or any aspect of associating with you could cause potential conflict. She should have never even been present, but then we wouldn't have gotten this great scene to have that kind of reveal.
0: See, this is why I go to you. That's, that's perfect. That's exactly what I wanted to know. Do you think maybe she let her in the room simply because she was her friend and she felt like she kind of had to just give her,
1: you can't do that. None of that, none of that exists in the law it exists in the law but this is an inter-family fight there's no aspect of any aspect of your friendship could be weaponized in a way that you really shouldn't commingle
0: interesting okay um, so it becomes apparent that she's going to work with the pseudo-corporate pop culture self-sabotaging Kendall Roy Lisa tells her not to tell any confidential information to her we covered that yeah. and bam Shiv is out the door and leaves cut to Robin and Jerry in a hotel suite whoo
1: Woo! oh it's, it's hot. hot it's hot in lo- sir. did you love it as much as i did sir oh my
0: god when i saw the two of them and i saw they they position them perfectly too, so with the,
1: see the bed, bed right, the right over their shoulder all Dead the time right in the
0: background oh yeah. god it's getting hot in here oh <laughs> yeah oh roman asked jerry if she's getting any vibes he get any vibes um about his dad going to jail or who's gonna climb mount olympus to be the new dr zeus I love how he just confuses all of his, like, references and metaphors. It's all just, like, mashed up into one, like, cultural bad libs.
1: It's mashed potatoes. (laughs) It's
0: mashed potatoes. (laughs) Notice in this scene that Jerry, like, here's something uh, I will point out. Um, In this scene, Jerry has a computer, a cell phone, a pad of paper, and seems to be working furiously. Roman is lounging on his elbow, scrolling
1: through an iPad lazily increasingly tail kicking his belt off as he's going through the conversation God.
0: roman then tries to basically
1: get jerry to sleep
0: with him uh yeah. and she keeps ignoring it she asks roman if the pipeline was still sending cruise girls out when he was in la roman gives a not super great answer to that he's like oh no that's not a big deal uh basically there's plausible deniability and it's like frank yeah, and i were running i if you've yeah. really thought through that one roman um i still would be a little concerned
1: yeah, Jerry read that one well, Of where he was just like, ah, no, of course, it was with Frank, and, you know, there, there was no association with us, whatever else. Jerry just kind of looks at him and was like, writing that one down. <laughs> yep, but then she asks about the
0: satellite relaunch, and Roman responds, I'd lay you badly, but I'd lay you gladly. <laughs> in all, this and in all things, Roman is a beta. He can't even attempt to seduce a what? woman who is, like, 35 years his senior, who, you know... In all he's he's super rich he's young he's good looking he should be uh, he should have the power in the sexual dynamic here what? and he, he doesn't is so want to. beta he's so beta that he's like i'm, I'm going to be really bad at this i'm going to suck if you if you do it with me it's not going to be what? great but i'm going to be really eager
1: consider what how their prior play we'll call it has gone has gone down before in many ways this is kind of already falling into the same veins of where He's setting her up to insult him, and she's rejecting him. They're already playing, at least from his perspective, probably from hers, too. Jerry, uh,
0: then uh, recognizing that there is an outside chance she might be CEO of this company, attempts to say that they have never done anything unprofessional. (laughs) Uh, Roman blows that off, doesn't even talk about it. We're stuck in this room for, I don't even know how long, and no one would know. Jerry gets a call from Logan. And it seems to be like a pretty good call. Is that Jerry's music?
1: Is it Jerry's music? It is Jerry's music in a way we've never heard before. It is triumphal trumpets. The skies have opened.
0: There is a new
1: leader on top of the hill.
0: Styling, profiling, jet flying. Mm -hmm. Woo! Jerry's music. She tells Roman it's her. Ship blew it with Lisa. And it's her. That's it. I, I can't. I'm stunned that. You're, I know how you think, so you're going to you're gonna poke holes in this, but it seems to me that mm-hmm. they just, mm-hmm. in the first episode of season three, they gave us the new
1: CEO, which fucking stuns me. Uh, it caught me off guard that we're getting the succession, at least temporary, resolved right here, right now, start of the this season. This is the new
0: CEO. We've been waiting to see who is it going to be And the first episode of season three. Bam, they give it to you.
1: Uh, now, unpack something for me. We get to see Roman's reaction to this. We hear what he says. We see how he looks. How does he react to the news that it's not him, but it is Jerry?
0: Likes it. Likes it.
1: Ah, bruised
0: ego. Eh, fuck you, bitch. Likes it. Likes it.
1: Yeah. It it seems like he takes it a lot better than if, say, you know, Shiv or Kendall had been in the room at the time.
0: But then we get my second favorite moment of the episode.
1: Oh, please. Roman
0: says... Can I tell Shiv?
1: <laughs> oh, he's so, yeah. This is little brother moment embodied right there.
0: So Roman lays down on a bed,
1: sprawls yeah. out in all of his P- glory. pants undone kind of thing. To
0: be able to really relax as he does this. Hey, Shiv, so you uh, lost Lisa. I guess you fucked it. Your friend doesn't like you. Oh, also, uh, Jerry got the job. He wanted me to tell you, but I got a song for you. It goes, your friend doesn't like you. Boo hoo hoo! My dad wants to fire you. Boo hoo hoo! These shift eggs up.
1: These people stopped aging at about six. That is their emotional maturity. It's when they stop growing as humans.
0: I love it. Your friend doesn't like you. My dad wants to fire you.
1: Boo hoo hoo! -hoo. (laughs) It's, I, let's save that, that song for later. That's going to be on iTunes. And Rob you know, maybe.
0: as much as Shiv tries to be above the fray, this really bugged her. You could tell. Oh, she yeah. did not like that. The news came from Roman and Roman had one up on her in that situation. What? So that's Roman line of the episode. I'm going to go ahead and say it. That's Roman line of the episode,
1: man. It's got competition for that one though. But yeah, it's a damn fine moment in line. But
0: Cut to Rava's house. Wait, 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 oh, wait, yep. wait, what? Oh Shiff. yeah. Shiv hangs up and then tells her driver. There's a change of plan.
1: Where's he going? Where's where is that woman going? Because I assumed you know that what? she was going to Kindles, but she does not arrive before the end of this episode. She think we don't see her arrive this episode, but you think that's where she's going to show up next episode? Yes. Okay, we'll see. I
0: I do. I, I mean, maybe not. Maybe they're, maybe they're swerving on us, but I think so. I think that they're. I I think that they are clearly lining up this battle, and uh, they're not the hiding that it's. You know what it is? It's uh. It's. I know we're doing a lot of Game of Thrones references here, but this is we knew. Three episodes into season six that we were going to get Ramsey Bolton versus Jon Snow in a big battle. They didn't yeah, hide it. Yeah. They're yeah, getting yeah. it. And the whole thing was a setup of who's going to be on which side and when. And I think that's what we're getting this season. And this is what what they're not going to sugarcoat it. They're just setting up the battle lines. And this is, I think, in the very start of episode two, we're going to see Shiv is, is with Kendall.
1: Okay. So just, just to make a comparison with Red Hair, uh, she's his Giants Giantsbane then of this particular alliance that they're forming?
0: they both have a lot of confidence
1: Yeah, a lot of confidence red hair a lot of confidence so okay i'm with it
0: both pretty good looking humans
1: yeah it works as well uh
0: kendall tells rava that he's got more folks coming again god give a mouse a cookie a little
1: bit Uh, more a little bit more including one very much in particular
0: (laughs) he says can naomi pierce come over he tells rava that they have a thing
1: is this a power play? I'm gonna is... I'm gonna go ahead and
0: now anoint myself the Raba whisperer of this podcast.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Raba does not like that Naomi Pierce is coming over. She? Why would she? She's still like 15 percent of her is still really likes Kendall romantically, and she doesn't like this shit at all. And if you want evidence of it, she did screw him in episode. Boot. Uh, let me back up. I don't want to be I don't want to be um, too loose with that. They had casual sex. In episode
1: one. what well, que- question. Or season is one. Is it... I think that she has feelings for him still. I don't think they're romantic. I think it's a certain element of history. But more than anything well, else... Well, then why'd she have sex with him? There's a lot of reasons that people have sex with people. It could be any there could be any number of ones. What I think yeah, what she Yeah, could be they like him romantically. Possibly. What I think what she mostly wants out of him, though, is to be a father to his kids. She maintains a certain threshold of protection about them. She keeps him away. But I think it's mostly she wants him to measure up to be that kind of person that she actually wanted out of their relationship. And I think it's another reason that she's pissed at Naomi because Naomi does not bring out that aspect of the man.
0: Well, as the Rava whisperer of this podcast, I think she's just a little jealous. Sure. (laughs) uh Yeah, I love when you make a really great point. I just undercut it with something stupid. uh Rava then uh he Kindle then says, "Look, I saw the the razors in your in your bathroom. This
1: is a it's not a power great pl-
0: moment. well not this is power play my guy.
1: This is power play on power play. He's trying to assert a certain degree of you know control of the situation and a certain degree of influence over her. It's also dealing with his own jealousy when it comes to her potentially. But I yeah, just it's a think horrible, it was a stupid
0: look. move. It's just stupid yeah. and and dumb. What? And she's like, look look they're, they're the guys they're cheaper razors are, they are cheaper. actually cheaper i know my wife sitting next to me while we watch this like pointed at the screen it was like yes yes i've yeah. yes i've done that like she's bought male razors before
1: because they are you, cheap you can buy them in bulk at costco for dirt cheap or what you can't do it with female razors
0: you know why they're cheaper because they don't have to pay for all of the marketing that you have to pay for when you try to sell female
1: razors and all the bright colors and other shit too yeah
0: yeah so then kindle drops the worst line of the episode this is the this is the polar opposite of line of succession and it is oh i'm not giving you enough money for gender appropriate razors i'm doing a disapproving head nod
1: disapproving head nod kendall what is he trying to do here what is his i don't know he's not thinking he's just spouting he's just glorying and things are coming out of him and things are being said
0: that was a very very bad moment, and it does not help my argument that he is um, operating with just a normal amount of of <laughs> okay. Um, you, you can
1: ju- you, we can just say that he's jazzed. I'll accept that he's at a level of jazz that many humans would die at from just heart failure. Let's accept that too.
0: God, he, that was a dumbass moment. But anyway, he does he does at least recognize when he said it that it it landed wrong. He shut it down and he moved
1: he, on. He walks out. Yeah, pretty quick. Partly because Naomi uh, arrives.
0: Right. Yeah, so Lisa gets there and they sit down for a meeting. And here we go with round two of the weirdest pseudo corporate pop culture self sabotaging Kendall Ray Babble of the Week.
1: Dear God.
0: Uh, Rava and, and Naomi meet, and uh, Rava doesn't seem super interested in talking to her. Shocker. Greg goes off to quote, help Naomi. More on that later. What? Apparently, what? Naomi brought dinner. You see, she, she brought some takeout.
1: She did. Why on earth would Kendall want to say, Hey, Rava, I want you to meet Naomi. Now I'm going to leave the two of you in a room alone together while I go talk shop. How is that ever going to work out great for anyone involved? I don't know,
0: but Rava does immediately pretend to have a phone call, which I thought was a veteran move. Good call. I like that. Lisa starts the meeting by saying it's just a preliminary, so no confidential information. And here comes Kendall. Quote, my dad's the devil. He runs a crime ring, and I would love to hire you because you're a superstar, and I think you can take down my dad, and this will be the case of the century and the highlight of your career.
1: All Woo! that's true? All that's Jesus, grace? Jesus, All that's Kendall. accurate.
0: I know, but she's <laughs> wanting to slow down.
1: Well, you mentioned earlier Roman was drawing it out too long. Uh, Kendall needs to draw out this marketing pitch just a little bit more. He's just doing the bullet points a little bit too much right now. They will make a
0: movie about you. We could make a movie about you. Lisa clarifies... Okay, Kendall, here's what I'm hearing. You want mm-hmm. to take down your dad without implicating yourself because you want to stay in control of the company. Tricky line to walk. Lisa mentions her friendship with with uh, Shiv, she- and Kendall seems to think Shiv might actually come aboard. And Lisa says, well, that's for you two to work out. Have you talked to the government? Kendall, to be clear, I will do whatever you tell me to do. I am your puppet. She then says, well, you need to make sure that you're in the clear with your friends at 1 St. Andrews. If you don't know 1 St. Andrews, that is the address of the DOJ headquarters. Yep. Rava screams at Greg in the background. As the Rava whisperer of this podcast, I can tell you, I'm very much out of character. So something egregious had to have occurred. He opened Pretty a egregious. bottle of wine that was given to her by her Ooh. godfather. Presumably her godfather is no longer here. Um, it had uh, dust on it. And he... Why did, why did Greg do it, Spencer? Why did he open that particular bottle?
1: Because Naomi told him to. Now, <sighs> now question. You, sir, you, you, know, you, live, you live a good life. You're a person Thanks. that understands what it is to have a wine bottle with dust on it. What that represents. Naomi also is a person who understands... What that represents. Naomi also probably knows that Greg isn't. This was interesting to see play out as a power play by Naomi when it comes to this. Uh, hey, I'm in my ex's house. Let's do this.
0: Okay, so you think it's a power play from Naomi? I,
1: I think well, a Naomi doesn't doesn't just doesn't give a shit because it's Naomi. She just doesn't give a shit. But I also think she very purposely pointed to that bottle. Yeah, I think. She
0: I knows. think I think Naomi is so used to being rich. And just doing, getting the nicest thing. That in her dumb little mind, she thought, "Oh, well, that's there's there's dust on it, so it's got to be the nicest bottle of wine." And I'm a Pierce, like I'll just pay her for whatever it is. I don't care. I'll just give her the money. So yeah, let's get the nicest bottle, like that. Yeah. I just, I always get the nice things. But,
1: but the Pierces are so obsessed with history, they probably still have that one dusty bottle that has like four hundred years of history behind it, kind of thing. And if you ever ah. touch that, they'd murder you.
0: The, the the Pierce's do right, but Naomi lives outside of that. She but very she much is outside in, of that circle. But she,
1: but she grew up in it.
0: Yeah, I mean, you might be right. I I, I kind of took it as more of a um f- her being flippant and arrogant, but it could have been premeditated and just mean. But yeah, certainly could have been that. Um, anyway, Rava finally calms down and says, "You know what? You know what? It's fine. You know what? It's fine. It's like when something breaks." it's like when something beautiful breaks and it reminds you that nothing lasts
1: beautiful way <sighs> of expressing that point is particularly when she's looking kendall dead in the eyes
0: so enjoy the wine i've got to go do fake stuff in the other room uh naomi then doesn't even seem to care about this very blase moves right yep. on just basically says yeah go ahead and pour the wine kendall looks at greg all-timer right here let's put it on a t-shirt All these brilliant fucking women, Greg. I must be doing something right.
1: Yeah, if only you were listening to a single one of them.
0: Cuts to Logan's room, and it's very, very tense. Logan is screaming at people that he wants his own room before he talks to a lawyer. His phone rings, and it's Kendall. He says he doesn't need it right now. He hands it to Frank. Frank demures about the conversation. What did Kendall say? Logan pushes him, and he finally says Kendall is being represented by Lisa Arthur. This blows Logan back a bit. Yeah he caught, he's he's absolutely really caught blows Logan back. And he says, let's get
1: Leo. We'll beast him. We'll go full fucking beast. Woo! Have you have you been practicing your impressions in the offseason? Because your Roman and Logan are just on point this year. Thank you, sir. I'm, I'm telling you, I've been ready for Succession,
0: man. I've been fucking ready for this. I love this show. Uh, Logan walks uh, outside for some fresh air and seems very, very stressed and concerned. For a minute there, I thought he was going to get hit by a car. Um, the way they 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 framed it, it looked like he was mm-hmm. a little bit out of control, but that that's not where they were going with it. Instead, I think they were just looking for he is at wit's end and he needed to get right. out and, and get so get a breath. He he is he's out of control in a way that we typically do not see. Logan and smash cut, boom, end of episode recap
1: over. And he's notably not going to appear out of control in front of anybody else. If he's going to have a moment of that kind of, I'm uncertain what the next step is, I've been caught off guard, he is damn well going to do that in private on his own terms.
0: Only ever done it in front of Marsha. Yep,
1: yeah, which is why I, I would... If he has actually lost her, he has lost something that he can't get back. That, oh, that he's is, lost that, her. That is That that was an ace up his sleeve that is just a loss beyond words to describe. If he she is now firmly out of his camp.
0: He the open disrespect when he was hooking up with, uh, what's her name? Holly Hunter. Yeah. Open disrespect. Uh, but anyway, that's it. Spencer, you've got well it. Well done. That's well your done, recap. Sir. Bravo. That's your recap. Okay. I think it's time we move on to our segments. Let's do line of the episode.
1: I got Do a you have few. nominees? I got a few. Line uh, of succession. Now, as we've expressed before, you are the god emperor of the segment. What you pick governs. But I present you options, and we'll see which one you go with. Fire away round robin the way we've done before absolutely all right first one for me honestly in my heart the funniest line of the episode is what he said to his son as the sexual assault allegations poured in the line by roman when his dad says you want to suck my dick was just the most hilarious moment of the episode for me
0: greg this is crazy this is like this is this is this is like oj i mean except if oj never killed anyone kendall who said i never killed anyone the juice is loose
1: baby That might be my nominee's most for for, for line, just because of how utterly shocking it is and how much it may inform us about this character in a way we didn't expect. That that one just caught me off guard. Wow. Uh, There's a lot of real... I'm I'm just going to say, just generally, I'm just going to nominate all of the weird, tropey, buzzword things that Kendall says when he's really excited about his day. We get, like, nine of them. We get, you know... Uh, this is a fork in your life, Carolina. This is a righteous vehicle. I can't have weevils in the fucking flower sack. Let, uh, uh, I, 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 want, I need you to slide the sociopolitical thermometer up the nation's ash and take a reading. Feed me metadata. I want to see how the markets are moving reputationally. Everything that he says at every moment all merits at least a nod, even if I don't think it's your win best line of the episode.
0: The whole bucket of pseudo-corporate pop culture self-sabotaging Kendall Roy babble.
1: Yes, all of it, all of it, all, th- all of it thrown together. If you have any other favorites, please say them now. No, that, you, you've covered it. Those are, those are very good. Um, I got
0: one and it is Senate, FBI, SEC, class actions, plus Sandy and Stewie. I mean, this is a 12 foot sub of poisonous tree frogs. This is the full Baskin Robbins 31 flavors of fucker right here.
1: <laughs> it's a great line by Carl. I'm going to do a line about, by Logan about Carl. Carl, if your hands are clean, it's only because your whorehouse does your manicures. Man, that was quick. I'm I'm willing to believe Logan had that one written down for later use.
0: They are playing... This is from Tom. They are playing fucking dice with God next door, okay?
1: (laughs) Roman, I'd lay you badly, but I'd lay you gladly. Oh, (laughs) duh.
0: Um, That's all I got. Oh, no, 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 last one. We'll beast him.
1: We'll yeah. go full fucking beast. That's my last one too. It's a great line. It is what it. That's the kind of strategy that Logan's most comfortable at. He always wants to go that first. He got talked into doing a more artful, compassionate, subtle kind of way to do things. And the moment that that wasn't working out, the moment that Kendall grabbed that first, he jumps immediately back to the aggressive attack plan that he otherwise would go to, go forward as a matter of course.
0: Okay, so there are your nominees for Line of Succession Season 3, Episode 1. The winner is Greg. This is crazy. This is like this is like OJ. I mean, except if OJ never killed anyone. Kendall, who said I never killed anyone? Dear there God, you have it.
1: Line of Succession. That has to win. Uh, yeah, there's just no debate. That line just left me just speechless for a moment when he said that.
0: That blew me away, too. Now let's cut to Roy of the episode. Do you have a nominee for who... Which Roy won the week?
1: I mean, let's go through them. We got our four. I think the one that absolutely is the biggest loser is Shiv. She nothing 100%. succeeds. Nothing for, succeeds for her this episode. Everything she commits to fails, and she's left once again even more confused as to what she actually wants and how to go about getting it. So I, I think she's the loser. The I DQ, think...
0: the DQ, the didn't play. Sorry, um, you never got the controller, so you couldn't start level one of the game. Is Connor.
1: Yeah, I, I I don't even consider Connor to be a Roy. I actually forget that he exists, as the show's very inclined to do. But I don't think he loses so much as he isn't playing. I think it's a better way. That's to what do. I mean. Yeah, he just did. Yeah. He was
0: DQ'd. He was wasn't even in the game this year, this week.
1: Who's next though? Roman or Roy, Roman or Logan? Roman. Because I think Kendall wins. I think Kendall's the winner of the. Kendall is season. the
0: Roy of the week. Yeah, absolutely. Kendall is. I mean, this might be his strongest episode of all time.
1: We, we can debate to what what degree it's sustainable. We can comment on all the cracks we're already seeing in the foundation he's trying to build. We can note all the character defects that are inevitably going to explode later. But just when it comes to this episode and the moments he's feeling and the success he's having, he's never gotten this close to what he actually wants.
0: Roman, I think, treads water. I think it's a, just a normal, regular Roman week. I mean, he, he does get a brief consideration for CEO from Logan, but just like every other time, Logan has you know, seriously considered Roman for something Romans fucked it up within seconds. And it's just like a sort of standard behavior for him. It is. It, that is a loss, right. in his column, but he also gets the wind and that it ends up being Jerry and he's Jerry. got, he's got, yeah, he's, he's got an end with Jerry. So I think he kind of treads water. If anything, he trends up a little bit, but nowhere near what Kendall did.
1: I think he trends up just because I think Logan's trend is trending down. And I think he's, you know, Whoa, fact- we we're, we're
0: considering Logan and Roy of the week here. Wow.
1: I think Logan has a rough episode in a lot of ways. The man ends the episode purposefully in a country that doesn't allow extradition. You can't say things were working out great if that's the decision-making you're working from.
0: Solid point. Okay, there you go. Roy of the week is Kendall. And then we land on my favorite part of the week. This is the three minutes that I live for all seven days of the week that we're doing this podcast. And that is Spencer's relationship advice of the episode. Give it to me in the vein, like I'm kidding.
1: I love how much you enjoy this, but how much you just surprised me with that this is a segment that we used to do. I had no memory this was something that we used to do, but I got something. I love when it. Com- when, it comes to, when, when it comes to having exes, when it comes to having prior relationships, understand what the relationship is now and understand what the boundaries are. Kendall is just so running roughshod over whatever the nature of his and Robin's relationship is right now and whatever the terms that they've set for how things should work, that I really question to what degree it's intentional. I really question whether he's intentionally just trying to see how far he can push it. Because he seems to continue to dial it up over the time that he's there. I'm curious as to your thoughts. He first just comes in of where, I wanted this to be about us. I did this kind of, sort of, maybe for you and the kids. I really just wanted us to talk for a moment about this. And by the end of it, he's invited over his ex and he's smiling along with her as they drink Rob's godfather's bottle of wine. Was all of this a... Did he plan this going in, or is he just spiraling out when it comes to just running, completely trampling over whatever understood rules of decorum the two of them had when it comes to their status as exes?
0: I think he's just kind of flying by the seat of his pants, and I think he's treating her more like an employee. That's why he makes the comment about, I'm paying you. Um, yeah than really an ex he, he treats her as if it's somebody like in his inner circle who's on his payroll who's with him in this thing and that's why he starts it right out with hey do you think i can win this as if she's part of this and that's why rabba has to check him and say i don't know I, i'm not in this with you right, right. but he's yep. kind of misconstruing that and so he, he's not treating her really like an ex uh, in that respect he's treating her like she's just uh, a kindle inner circle person
1: which is disastrous. The only If you have to maintain a relationship with an ex, be it because of kids, be it because of work, whatever else, the only way it functions is if you set rules and you both understand them. That kind of just no surprises, kind of understanding about how things will go when it comes to the two of you. To what degree it can improve into friendship later? Maybe. Who knows? Possibly. But it needs to have order. It needs to have structure. And Kendall has always struggled with that concept when it comes to Rava. And in this episode, really like your point there, he's treating her as a cog. He's treating her as an employee, he's treating her as a destination, and she's just present for it. And he then just endeavors to brush through whatever kind of understanding they had previously about what are acceptable topics, what are acceptable boundaries, and seems to enjoy doing it, only pulling back when he just finally hits a brick wall. So, yeah, I think as, as much as you adore Kendall on this subject, don't be a Kendall. Understand better how, how you and your ex's relationship works.
0: And that, thank you for that. Very good, as always, Spencer's relationship advice of the episode. I love that I I make you do that because I really enjoy it every week. But here's the thing. Here's what I want to end on. And that is we're picking sides, Spencer. Oh, God. It's dodgeball. There's a line in the center of the gym. You got one little fat, tubby, angry man on one side and one skinny, sketchy, wiry, freaked out young guy on the other side. Who you picking? What team are you on right now, Spencer,
1: Logan, okay. or Kendall? Can I, can I ask you a foundational question of what we're betting on here? Are we betting who's going to win or who I want to win?
0: We're not betting. We're simply saying, insert yourself in this situation. Who would, whose horse would you
1: back? <sighs> I th- I'm, this is the reason of two minds. I think Logan's going to win. I don't have any trust in, in, in uh, I trust in Logan's ability to survive, and I have no trust in Kendall's ability to formulate a plan that lasts longer than five minutes. So I think Logan's going to win, but I think the world would be a better place, and I'd be more inclined personally to support Kendall. How about that? Does that make sense? Sure.
0: Yeah, it sounds like you would probably still pick Logan. Yeah. Um... You know, if you were you were trying to keep your paycheck, I think I think Kendall's gonna win. I really do. I think I season four. I think season four don't. of this show is gonna start with Logan in a beta position. the
1: The issue is is that Logan can weather so many punches and survive. Kendall takes one good hit. He's down on the mat, and he's not getting up until his dad extends a hand. We've seen it before, and I think it's still true. I don't think Lo- Kendall has the staying power to survive this fight. I think if Kendall wins this, it's only because there is nothing left to win. Everything's been burned down. And I so think I think he's going to
0: win because so many people are flock, flocking to his banner. Um, I think Sandy and Stewie will flock to his banner. I think he's got Lisa now. We we we've really played Lisa up, right, as a character. Oh, yeah. And they spent a lot of time this episode telling you how fucking great
1: this lady what? is. What? So She's not- I think... Let's understand understand what Lisa is, though. She's not here to take down Logan. That's not what she advertised that she's going to do. That's not what she said she's going to do. What she specifically wanted to get, you know, uh, Kendall focused on is our objective here is to make it so you don't go to jail. So you don't go to jail and enough of this corporation survives that you can take something over. That's what she's here for. If if Kendall thinks that she's going to assist necessarily in taking on Logan, I think he's assuming something that she's not offering.
0: I didn't hear that from her. I didn't hear her reject outright the idea I don't, that she did, was going I didn't to help hear her take reject out it
1: rejected. Logan, I heard. I heard her reframe, and her reframing was focusing on the idea of: Has the Justice Department called you? Are you aware of the fact that our main objective here is to make sure you don't go to jail? That, right. That's but what they she didn't focused didn't spend on.
0: so much time building her up for there not to be a payoff of her abilities.
1: It's true. We're going to see a lot of her. I'm expecting. And I'm excited to see it. Dude, the actress did well, and she, as you said, she has a gravitas about her
0: she certainly does she's scary um so anyway that's it but we're we're across each other in the courtyard me and you um i think you would you would have picked logan if you were actually trying to stay around and i I honestly think that kendall's gonna win this i think it's a different kendall different situation the 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 houses in the seven kingdoms are flocking to his banner and he's uh he's gonna he's gonna go go through with the rebellion i think
1: All of the all of the people that have been opponents are going to come out of the woodwork, are going to rally behind the same banner, and it's going to make it all the more easy for Logan to actually kill them all at the same time when the time comes. We are building up for a red wedding moment, sir. I hope you hope you're able to survive it.
0: Okay, so there we go. We've done it, Spencer. I am so happy. We're back. We're back. Season three of Succession. We did In it. Great Episode form. One my gosh, this is a lot of fun. Thank you for doing this podcast with me. And thank you to those who are listening here online. of Succession. It's a Mangum Talks podcast. If you want to listen to more of our stuff, go to any of your favorite podcast players, podcast libraries, podcast providers, type in Mangum Talks. Those are the keywords and you will get all of our content. We really enjoy uh, the fact that you guys listen. That's why we do this. That's why we take the time to record it every week and put it out. We will be with you I think our episodes are going to drop every tuesday night so that's our plan every tuesday night after uh, the new episode of succession airs you will get us Uh, if you're enjoying this podcast please uh, subscribe rate and review we really do uh, appreciate folks who will take the time to review us we read that stuff i really do and we where we get constructive feedback about what we could do better in our podcast we really Aim to take that stuff uh, to heart. So we really want this to be a larger conversation with our audience where you guys tell us what you're thinking, both about the podcast, but also about the show. And we incorporate that into the pod. We really like to do that. We've done that on the other podcast that we've had, and it's been a pretty successful model. We want to replicate that here on Line of Succession. We thank you very much for listening. If you can't tell, I'm amped about, I'm Kindle level amped about this season. I'm so excited to go through it with it, Spencer. It's going to be a lot of fun.
1: Would you say the juice is loose, sir?
0: The juice is loose! (laughs) All right,
1: guys. Thank you very much
0: for listening. We'll be back with you next week. Have a good week. See ya.